want to know what a zero wrote in his family's receipts. There's no fucking money. You're supposed to be earners. That's why you got the top tier positions. So each one of you go out to your people on the street, crack some fucking heads, create some fucking earners out there. Welcome to Good Earners, reviewing The Sopranos. If you're new here, welcome to this crazy show that we put on it. If you've been here before, welcome back, supporters of ours. And here on Good Earners, we like to talk about family, finessing, finances, and feelings in the world of Tony Soprano, bringing you a new perspective, a fly perspective, and a black perspective. If they say Young Thug, we say Tupac Shakur. If they say Charleston White, we say Clifford Harris. If they say sneakers and collard greens, we, we say, don't forget the fried chicken. Spike Lou, Rich, <laughs> what's up with y'all? I'm not mad at that. Our listeners that are not black have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, man, I, I like about. that. I like that. I like that, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's good to talk to y'all, brothers. What's going on, fellas? It's, it's going on, guys. It's a lovely evening. I'm sipping. I'm sipping peppermint tea. Spike Lou, what episode are we reviewing today, brother? Mo, this is episode three of season four, entitled "Christopher." Really pump faked us there Boy. with his title, but we'll get into it. In this episode, the Italian Americans. They're coming to the defense of their hero, Christopher Columbus, and everybody has a little input about it. Also, Holly tells Johnny Sack a joke that's going to affect the business. Roe and Ralph, they hit a rough patch, and we think Janice will appreciate it, but she has her eyes elsewhere. And Big Bobby Bacalaw suffers a tragic loss. This is episode three of season four, entitled Christopher. <laughs> uh so the guys they're outside of Saxiales and they literally are laying the groundwork for what this episode is going to be about. They're talking about uh Columbus Day. Christopher Columbus, he discovered America as they say. Uh and everybody has a whole different take on this. Uh there were some interesting things that stood out. Christopher's take speaking to his generation of like, you know, I mean, what he did, they did like slaughter all of the like Indians, the Native Americans, you know. Um, uh, I'm I'm tripping Ralph's point, um, Furio's point, which Furio hit us with a twist as well. Uh, what did y'all think about this opening scene? Um, I thought it's also well before I begin the open before I get into the opening scene. Um, this episode is written by Michael Imperio, who plays Christopher. Which I thought was very interesting. That's a triple pump fake. What is going on? Yeah, man. When we talk about that whole pump fake scenario, uh, but this episode focused a lot on uh, identity, you know, identity and how you how you identify, how you relate. Pointing out that everybody has a different perspective and point of view, uh, even within your own culture. You know, uh, the wider out it gets, the wider the net is spread, um, the more easy it is to find people that are like you. And kind of latch on. No different example. If you go out of if you go out of the country, 
You're not staying on a resort or something like that. You're more primed to connect with an American, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you an American, I'm American too. We got similar experiences. If you in the States, if I'm in Georgia, I'm more primed to connect with somebody who's from Ohio. Oh, you're from Ohio. I'm from Ohio too. Oh, you're from Cincinnati. I'm from Cincinnati too. It gets deeper and deeper. So it's interesting that this episode explored that. Um, and it's also funny just being three black men watching oh, <laughs> Italian Americans. Jeez. Make the case about having serious. serious. Um, and I'm <laughs> very curious to know if some of our Italian American listeners what their thoughts are on, yes, um, what this Please whole Christopher Columbus episode, all of that, man, because it's, it's 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 hilarious and, and it's it's considered, um, when it came out and even today is widely considered the worst episode of the Sopranos. And I'm curious to know what you guys think about that. <laughs> So I agree. Agree. Just, just what was the last yes part? No. What was the last like, part? It's, you say? it's widely considered the, the worst episode of Sopranos. Out of all 86 episodes, it's the worst rated. Um, it got the worst commentary. People hate this episode. It's not like it's the worst episode. It's like it's the worst by a wide margin. And I want to no. know what y'all think. Not by a wide margin. I think chasing it is up there. One of the dream episodes probably would be for me that are coming later on. However, I could understand that because this is this is like a preachy episode. Mm-hmm. This is almost like them being like, oh, we want you to understand what Italian Americans go like, but no, nobody cares, bro. I'm not even to be harsh or nothing like that, but we didn't, we're not tuned in for that. And I think I, I that's probably how it rubbed a lot of people and why it's rated so low. You, you hit the nail on the head. When I was reading things on it, um, one of the main complaints was like, okay, we get it. Like, we get it. Like, y'all ain't got to do this all episode. Um, so yeah, yeah, man. I was just curious about your thoughts on that. Uh, but yeah, that's this opening scene just portrays what I said earlier, man. Just connecting to see when you talk about Furio, his relationship with Columbus. Uh, we love him here in America. I hate him for where I'm from. I'm from the real place. We could talk about, you know, black people. We have the people from Africa versus people born in America, that whole mm-hmm. diaspora. It's always mm-hmm. an interesting conversation. So um yeah, it's entertaining the- to see it from someone else's eyes. Yeah, and they they kind of done this already in season one. Legend of uh, Tennessee Moltisanti, like they already kind of did this with like the Italian takes on the portrayal of Italians through mob movies, and you know we got the Melfi family scene. We got you know they kind of bounced around Tony at the golf on the golf course with you know the white bred white men in the country. You know we already kind of mm-hmm. got that already. You know so it this that I can definitely say like, all right we get it. You know. Uh, so, but I, I agree with Spike with the the preachy thing. Um, yeah, did a little too much on this. Yeah, <laughs> not to give anything away. Is it worse yeah, than I, I, you know? It's it's my fault, Mo. Go ahead. I, you didn't. You, I don't know if you answered. Is this the worst episode for you? Me? We got no, a few. Con- I don't think it is. Oh. I don't think it is. I think there's there's that dream sequence in six A. Okay. Um, That's it. There's also. I know people say the hit is about the Johnny's Gumar. No, nah, I was the chasing say Johnny's Gumar. That's the chasing. Yeah, that one. I think those yeah, that's two the would one be for, me. for me. I think yeah, I got one? this above. Yeah, I said about Tony's Gumar. Yeah, the no, no, no. Johnny's his dad's Gumar. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Oh, bitch. Yeah, chasing it. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. the dream. I think the dream is the worst. But um, I want to hear Noah hit is a hit slander no more after this episode. I'm never gonna get off that that ledge, for real. Yeah, that's fair, man. That's fair. Um, but it was a funny line Bobby Bacala had. Uh, 
I wish I could be here just sitting down smoking mushrooms, <laughs> collecting government checks. I thought that was hilarious. I mean, obviously it's a funny line, but it's funny because it's like there's a black version of that. And we know some people yeah, like exactly. that in our life. <laughs> that is, you know, sitting around smoking weed, collecting government checks. <laughs> so I thought that was just a, a ageless Don't put line. That on but, us, man. Let the, here, <laughs> it's a white version of that, too, sitting around smoking meth. Getting government oh, checks. Oh! Hey. Breaking bad out of here, <laughs> uh, right? But I thought uh, anything also, else. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say before uh, you ask that question. I don't know, man. It, it's one of those few episodes where we just out of episode forty six or whatever it is, forty three. Out of nowhere, they just care about something. Other than this thing. You know what I mean? They yes. Just, still, yes. so gung ho. Oh, it just—it just felt a little weird, didn't it? Like just mm-hmm. you this deep into our network. Why do we never notice about you? Like mm-hmm. forty yes. something episodes. Yes. Uh, why do we never know that you took this kind of stance about this, this was that important to you? Yeah, I didn't know you made payments to the anti-defamation uh, league and all of that stuff. Anti-Italian just, defamation league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an interesting episode, man. It's like yeah. Going right <laughs> back to the point of preaching, I, I'm not gonna harp on it. No, it's, it's something cool. that really I found funny because they were like, I really didn't give y'all. I ain't got cable for one Bro. of my favorite scenes in this episode. Tony talks about that, and I got yes. There's <laughs> a fun. I'll wait till we get there, but there's a funny, super random part that Tony plays a part in. I was like, yo, where did that come from? But I will get there. But um. I think that's that's probably going to be the the sentiment of this episode throughout is just kind of in that open air conversation about this episode because uh, we never do it in that style. So I'm open to that. But uh, I believe that we know some people that are new that haven't watched the show like that. And some people that already know Tony, Tony Sirico was originally supposed to, I believe, do this part that seal uh, does where uh, for those that don't know, Polly Walnuts, that was originally a Polly Walnut storyline. And so if you swap it out and kind of think about Paulie having his like, you know, superstition and beliefs, you can kind of see like, okay, Paulie, because you can almost like, don't, hey, don't. That was my family with the history. Like you could kind of see like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the character that should have been doing it. Mm -hmm. That's why I said when I heard that, I was like, dang, that's crazy. Because that would have been a better fit for. But I want to give Stevie Van Zandt credit because. For this to kind of be the the way it was played out, he still was believable. It just it just it he did his part. I just think that maybe the writing for him to do this, I think he got more out of his acting ability than the actual script in this episode. Oh yeah, it's even more impressive um, considering that Stephen Stephen Van Zandt he's actually won awards for his humanitarian. Specifically towards indigenous people, like you know, fighting mm. for sovereignty rights, um, champion those type of rights, is human rights activism. Mm-hmm. So when you think about how much he actually is on the opposite side of what he's portraying in this episode, the acting kind of goes up a notch. Mm. It's crazy. Um, we go to the housewives of New Jersey. They at Planet Fitness. You know, getting the body in shape, doing the thing they do, and they talk about. Uh, going to this woman women speaker conference about Italian pride, and they're having a conversation and everything, and chilling out. But then there's a conversation that's had about Furio, and how Furio basically to them is a snack, except for Adriana. Adriana wasn't feeling it about Furio. <laughs> she don't like the ponytail. She feels like it looks like a penis. 
uh, or somebody told her that they felt that that's what it looked like. Uh, is there anything y'all got from this scene <laughs> other than obviously the calm, think, you know? To remind us of Karen, I think. Mm. But of course, what happens later. Yeah. It's a little gentle reminder that she's around, so it's not a shock. And the, the generational differences between uh, the rest of the girls and, and Adriana. Mm. Yeah. Only thing I want to point out is the at the end of the scene, the pan of Adriana, Carmelo's talking about being a two-faced. Two-face. She's obviously dealing with that. But also, um, we don't really get scenes like this with Adriana and the mm-hmm. rest of the wives. So I think it's showing Adriana still is looking for that companionship that she just lost from Danielle. She needs somebody to be around. Mm. She can, um Get off on good that point. emotional connection and things like that. Mm, that's a great point. I'm a big fan of. That is a good point. Uh, I was gonna say, just I'm a big fan of when they shoot in um, locations that are not like necessarily the popular ones. So I like seeing them in this element. I'm, I'm just a big fan of that in shows where they they go on a vacation or they go here, they go on somewhere totally different on the episode. I always I'm a big fan of that. So. Uh, yeah, great. I think other than other than playing tennis, I don't think we've seen Adriana with anyone else. Or like there's a big house party where everybody's there. You know, I don't, so I That's think true. this was one of those first shots. So I think they did that to mm. yeah. I think you're right. that is cool. That is I cool, think. like you said. Um, yeah. You know, getting different locations. And speaking of different locations, we got our next uh, scene. Janice. <laughs> Janice is with <laughs> She is with Ralph Cifaretto, and she's right up his alley, as Spike alluded to last week. Holy cannolis. Jeez, Janice is top tier with the top tier with the filthy talk right here. I'm not gonna repeat these lines. I don't like that type of talk. <laughs> but she is hey, getting to mama? it with Ralph Cifaretto. <laughs> and by far one of the filthiest, disgusting in the tone of Silvio's voice when he picks up the phone I think it's Roe that calls and so she decides to take care of herself and then they try to get back to it but if we understand what's going on here this is very unsanitary (laughs) there's no way she did that bro I've never even thought of that until you just said that she did not do that I thought the thing was just still on she went under the cover, bro. I don't know. Like, I was like yeah, bro. Janice I've is a hippie. Never paid attention to no. that. Nah, she couldn't have. No. It, bro. She take a look again. <laughs> Roll the cameras. She didn't go butthole to vagina. Bro, she didn't do that, I don't bro. know, like, bro. Nah. I don't know. Janice is. She. You know what I mean? Any means necessary. Oh. That's Janice, man. <laughs> Holy smokes! Man. Oh my gosh, bro! I thought that was crazy. Oh. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Rich? <laughs> nah, you could. Um, oh. I never picked up on that until that rewatch when I, because oh, I was wondering where that buzzing was. I I, I told myself the, I told myself the buzzing was it just being going on while he was on the phone. Because mm-hmm. I know it wasn't going nothing going on with him, but mm-hmm. I never thought about her using it on herself. Also, I just want to point out, you know, that just this is gonna live on forever. We don't kink shame here at Good Earners, man. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> get it how you get it. <laughs> Do you. <laughs> but but, but knowing what we know about Ralph, the character, yeah. this is some wild shit. And wild. Yeah. He tops and from the bottom. <laughs> Jesus. They Christ. didn't just drop Dude. this on us. Yeah. If, you, if everybody remembers, Jackie Jr. said it to Dino. Mm-hmm. I think he's a secret. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, you know, he just this, this is what he this, this is like Ern said in Atlanta, man. Sex, sexuality is a spectrum, man. Get it how you live, man. <laughs> <laughs> the references this is a he's string, got, it, man. got it, bro. This is a string on a sweater that if you pull it, it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. And you, if you know the show, you start asking yourself, like, okay, because then that. As we've all talked about here with Richie, he mm -hmm. was kind of like you mm -hmm. said, Mo, the April crew. Mm -hmm. Jackie dropped the line. We see my man with the head bent over on the couch. Mm -hmm. Who know God knows what the stripper chick was bro. doing to him. Yeah, bro. Like, just, yeah. And the basketball game that I mentioned earlier this week, it makes it look even kind of funny to me. Oh, yeah. You know, well, we know, like forcing this man to play basketball. What else you forcing on him? But this bro. is a wild. Wild. So, I mean, we harken back to Tracy. Remember when we I talked about, you know, they was at the VIP section and he had another individual involved. And I'm like, bro, you already have her. Why do you have more participants? You know what I mean? So it's again, it's just a Ralph Cifaretto. Like that's that's. I will say this. Uh, it's a joke. It, <laughs> All right, it's a joke. All right. Bro, that is the. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Like that is the worst to say. It's a all right, man. Anyway, let me move on. But uh, it's like when you say the worst thing and say just play. I'm just playing. Like no, you're not. Like you're not. Do you think? Do y'all think Janice was freestyling or was she instructed by Ralph to use the the language that she was using? Like, do she know that's what get him off? Did she ask him? She they just kind of stumble it, upon it, it. it. Like, how the fuck do you get to that dialogue? <laughs> I think, they, I think I, Ralphie doesn't strike me as the type to be ashamed. Oh, he yeah. feels like he can trust you. I can see him asking for that. Like, why mm -hmm. don't you do this? So because Ralph, as we discussed in previous Christ, episodes, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but Ralph can sell it. Yeah. I'm sure Ralph's explained it in a way because they made a point later in this episode when Ro was talking about take care of you sexually, like mm -hmm. all, like just kind of emphasizing yep. that you have some special needs mm -hmm. that, you know, I take care of for you. We see Janice taking care of you. So I think that, you know, if you're going to mm -hmm. fuck with me, you're going to do this. Yeah, I mean, you know. I think he sold it and just made it yeah. in a way where it didn't seem weird to Janice. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean to use the word weird. That is weird doing that, but. Um, for somebody of Ralph's stature in the mob, you wouldn't yeah. expect him to be coming to you asking you to do this. Mm -hmm. uh, so and that's what I mean in that term. This definitely ain't Janet's first time getting down either. Nah, nah. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not. Make me question Richie, bro. Like, what was they doing? Like, Yo, I mean, come on. I mean, Janice, Janice is she one of them ones, man. She was ahead of the curve, She'll bro. Bring it out of you, I guess. Bro, could you imagine <laughs> Janice on Instagram, bro? <laughs> I know I'm going way new age, but bro, you imagine on Twitter, Janice, nigga. Janice Twitter is like she feet. did her bag. Janice be selling feet pictures. She would definitely be she selling feet. Janice yeah. would be on horrible decisions. She would have an interview. She would be on OnlyFans. Only she definitely she would definitely be on OnlyFans, bro. Uh, Jeez, shout out to Janice and, and she and she would be using <laughs> the fact that she's Tony Soprano's sister to get absolutely interest. Oh, she would come so, up with a, a cold oh, tag name and I everything. I don't mean to be, I don't mean to get off topic. We'll move on to the next scene. I just thought about the Sopranos in the social media age and what that would look like. Because mm. Tony Soprano will be somewhat a celebrity. Yeah, yeah he would. If you know about that life, you would know, you know, the people around him, they'd be trying to get selfies. AJ would be trying to get some cloud off that. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Either way, we can move on. AJ be like T.I., son. <laughs> Which one? The, the one that's singer? Oh, the, not the one, one you choked. 
<laughs> nah, the, you know the other one that kind of like you know the, yeah. these kids now. He would be like that, yeah. like I had to get it out the mud type deal because you had it, you, things were well for you. Um, Paulie he makes a call to Johnny Sack, and Paulie tells him about the ninety-five pound joke about Jenny. He plays it off kind of lightweight, and then he just drops the bomb on him with no kind of, you know. He just let bombs off. Anything I want to add to that that small scene or is just set up for y'all? It's probably some of the most bitch ass shit we've seen in what forty three <laughs> episodes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he 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 skyrocketed to the top. Even the way Boy. he picked up the phone was nasty. Yes. Like he had that on his chest. So I just wanted to put it out. There was some of the most and for no reason either. As yeah. we learn to find out later. Being crazy. being like on fire to tell is crazy. Like and I, I, I got down. Uh, the nigga called and led with, bro. oh, man, I'm sorry to hear it. Like, bro, what the fuck is you talking like, about? Nigga called me with this jail talk. <laughs> <laughs> Call me with jail phone, talk. That's crazy. Yeah. Think about it. Feelings do you accept bad. the charges? Yes, I do. Hey, I'm sorry to tell you this. Like, bro. Like, that's crazy. No, I hope your feelings weren't hurt too bad. That immediately put a nigga on like, what the fuck you talking about? Right, exactly. And then try exactly. to back out. Oh, oh, you know, never mind. I hope the missus is okay. Oh, my wife in it too? Oh, nigga, you got... Come on with it. Yeah, you, yeah. That was some bitch ass shit. Yeah, right that there. was. You right. 100%. 100%. And I... It's that, that my code, man. That code of... He... Paulie said it in that manner because he feel better about the fact that he never told him. It, even though we know he ended up telling him anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was trying to dance around it, trying to make it seem like, oh, he pulled it out of me and I ain't just come out and straight up tell him. Exactly. Pause. Suck shit. Suck shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we get the mob meeting. Uh, <laughs> I just caught that. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we get the mob meeting and everything is going good. Johnny Sack (laughs) is in front of Ralph Cifaretto and he just immediately yells, I'm not talking to you. Like, Johnny cannot, like as smooth as he is, it is crazy. That man cannot hide. He cannot be discreet. When it comes to his wife, we're going to see a lot more how high he goes on the spectrum of his behavior, bro. He cannot hold his peace. Like, I am, Ralph is looking at him like crazy because you got to remember a few episodes last season, Ralph was at his crib. He was his man. Yeah. It's like, bro, you my homie. And, you know what I mean? I'm talking about, you know, Tony Soprano and you just moved out to Jersey. And now it's like, he's looking at him like, bro, where's this coming from? He was trying to join that crew. Yeah. Yeah. And, he really and, and that gives you a reason too to see why I like I see Johnny I see Johnny Sack point of it. It's great skipping right to it. Like you snake motherfucker, you probably been making these jokes this whole time, mm-hmm. and then running up to me complaining about Tony. You at the crib? You trying to join the crew? Mm-hmm. So I could see him being in that pissed off. Mm-hmm. I wonder who told him about that property. Paulie. How did Paulie uh, know about that? Little Paulie. Probably, probably little Paulie. You got to think, little Paulie, you tie that back to Patsy. Patsy, you tie it back to, you know, Chris or Sylvia. That was a solo play that Tony hooked up by himself, though. Because you got to think, the, the alderman dude was telling Tony, he's like, the espionage is going further than we thought. Mm, I know right, you got the right. property over there. So you're right. So you know what? You're absolutely right. Because Tony put that together it. by himself, it looked like. Because I made and a it, note. Hmm. All right. So let's talk about it because it's in the scene. It's either Paulie or it's got to be the uh, 
Congress councilman, whatever he is, right? So that's what I was wondering. Was it assembly, another assembly rat? Man. That's what he is. Yeah, the assembly. assemblyman. Um, so he probably told John. I wondered, but I don't. He probably didn't tell him. Would, some, yeah. He probably was on some. Yeah, I just told Tony to tell you. Tony just bought some too. I told him he did it. So it's either that or because mm. um, he ain't talking about. I guess by in in passing, but Paulie wouldn't know directly from Tony. And it seemed like Tony was trying to keep that tight to the vest because he didn't want Junior to find out. Well, I was about to ask, do you think anybody in his crew at the table knew? Like, that's what I was, was thinking. To seal? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like somebody else was talking to it. Ain't just it ain't just Paulie. But who was it? Because it didn't seem like that many people know about that. It looked like the line of possession went from the assemblyman, he told Tony, Tony's like, oh, shit, Junior got the property over there. He tells Junior, oh, I'll give you an offer on the property. Junior takes it to get the money. But from there, how do we know that? Well, how would it get to Johnny Sacco? Well, think, didn't they, wasn't that what they were celebrating at the hotel when they had the um, Polish women there? They had the, the chicks, maybe. maybe. They were celebrating so, Esplanade, Esplanade, but they weren't celebrating. That was Tony's, like, spicy. Yeah, that was a that solo was play. Solo but, but, but I'm saying, but who was there? We got Chris, we got Ralph. So Ralph no, was when they, when, I'm talking about when that's when that solo move was set up. That was just him at the Italiano. Yeah, yeah. Mercy. Yeah, but wasn't they celebrating? That? No, they were celebrating the actual Esplanade. Oh, this okay. is just some property. You know how it is when they oh, build this, a he just got the flip. That's city. just a flip. Yeah, they built a high-profile casino stadium. You know, everybody come in and buy all this property up because we know about the value about to go crazy. So that's what he was telling Tony to do. Like, hey. This Esplanade coming in, they about to turn all this shit into like high rises, condos, man. Buy some property down here so you can flip it. Yep. Like I said, I talked about the story of OJ. The story of OJ, man. I could have bought a place Dumbo. in Dumbo before it was Dumbo like, for two million. Dumbo. Now it's worth twenty five. Like that's what that's what he's doing. But and Junior had no clue about it, so I'm wondering how Johnny did. Junior got gypped out of it, basically. That's the assembly, man. Yeah, because Junior, okay. you know, assembly. he raised his hand. Yeah, I think that's the part of it. That nigga mad about cell phone bills. Right. So I, you definitely would have knew. Mm -hmm. It seems like if it was just out in the streets like that, Junior would have been pissed about it too. The real question I want to ask about the scene is, is that do you think Carmine, <laughs> I love I love Carmine. Yeah, he's that he, old school. Mm -hmm. You might you speaking for me. And, you know, tell him that other thing I wanted to know about. <laughs> Stop, Johnny, hey, Tony, look at Adam, man. He, he eating his food, man. All of y'all beneath me. Yeah. But do you think like, this I ain't having reason? no conversations at this table? Yeah, was this a fair <laughs> ask? I thought it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't too far off. This, this is. He, not are you talking about the the money from the flip, or are you talking about the extra guys? The money from the flip. Oh no, nah. ain't got nothing to do. You, no. you think they were in their right to ask for that? Because mm -hmm. hey, he said the property is hot because of the Esplanade. Yeah, but that ain't. This is different. This is my. The assembly, my assemblyman homeboy, like, hey, this, this property down there, I just so happen to know that Junior got it down there. That ain't got nothing to do with y'all. How did he get connected to crazy. the assemblyman? That's kind of, did Johnny Sack hook that up with the assemblyman? Even if so, we paying for sentences of information now? Yeah, I mean, this seems it's definitely, the, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. So I wonder what he's, and I wonder, like, what kind of split he's looking for. It's almost like the famous scenario, you know, we walking on the street and I found an envelope full of money. You know, you with me. Do I owe you half of it or do it? You know, is it cool yeah. if I just break you off? Is it cool? I keep it all the same. 
That depends on what type of person you are. <laughs> but do I owe you? You know, if, yeah. if somebody wants to ask, do I owe you half because you was here? You ain't found it. I picked it up. You just happened to be here. It's like the it's like the casino thing too. You lose your last at the casino. You lose your last at the casino. You're at your homeboy for fifty, and you go here for fifty racks. Do you owe him twenty five racks, or do you owe him fifty bucks back? Perfect question. Perfect ooh, question. The, the, the real answer. The real answer is. Look, say, it really depends on what type of person that you yeah, are. <laughs> what type of person you are. You know what I'm wow. saying? Listen, you my man's. I'm gonna break you off, but you ain't entitled to fifty, right? I mean, if you want to give him twenty five, that's you a hell of a human being. But shit, if I got 50, if I got five grand <laughs> for fifty dollars, why would I complain about that? So there's some niggas that be mad that. about that five thousand though. Man, yeah. It went for my fifty. You know how niggas it went for yeah. my fifty, man. Entitlement, man. Every man, half that's supposed to be 90%. mine. Ninety percent. You know he, you know he hit for fifty. Only gave me five. <laughs> right, right. Like, like, that five thousand. Jesus. And I don't want to hear oh, about the economy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's interesting, man. I, I've always, uh, I've always been a great curious pool. to know what other people thought about that ass because that, I would have been like the audacity, the audacity you've been asking, bro. This my shit. See, because Johnny Sack, see, we love Johnny Sack, but this is where his, his the chink in the armor really starts to come out, where it's it's some energy that's not the most tough, tough guy, wise guy energy that comes out, you know, where it's like you're really being real petty because you're emotional right now. And yeah. that that is that is definitely a big chink in his armor, because at least with but Tony, the- he goes to therapy, but he don't really I don't feel like he makes emotional business decisions. And that's why that's why we love the show because it's human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his human. That's his human element. It's true. Um, Furio um, and Carmela at the Soprano House. Uh, Carmela's eating with this father Phil style flirtation up with the coffee and the cherry on top on of the what is it a cake a cookie what was this? Strufoli. Use that. It's like, like, like Strufoli. It's like funnel cake with rainbow sprinkles. That sounds good. Mm. All right. But what did y'all think about this scene? You know, this is where it's starting to, the the build starts to happen. They're having, they're like doing this for new fans. Y'all start to pick this up. Old fans, y'all already know. They're doing this this uh, I call it office work flirting. It's like you know what you you know your you, Yes, like you're doing this. Oh, hey, hey, I'm above board. Like I, I didn't, I didn't send you no personal emails. I didn't text you, but we, you, you and I know what's going on. Like this is the type of thing. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely doing that right now. Oh, yeah, this is good. Like she brought him his coffee and everything. Like I, I, I peep game all the way through. It's slick, but it's like I peep game all the way through. Um, what y'all think about this? And even the, uh, you know, Montel Jordan shouts out to the black brother and that conversation they were having on the television. Yeah, his comment about the slave trade was great. It was really good in mm-hmm. putting everybody in their place. And let's let's all be realistic here, Native Americans and Italian Americans. Let's be a little bit more realistic mm-hmm. in this conversation. That's for one. Two, I was interested in this perspective for you as a husband, Mo. You mm-hmm. you have that accomplishment over Rich and I, mm-hmm. because I know me, I may be a little petty in the sense of like, bro, you're the driver. I don't like. Why are you bringing funnel cakes to the crib? Like, why why are y'all sitting having coffee at the table? Like, brother, you, you slick your weight in the car. Like, is that that would have been my approach. But I, think, I, I, I again, I'm not a husband. 
I think that says more about how Tony views Furio. I don't think you're, <laughs> I don't think you're just a driver. It's not what threat. I mean is, I don't think you're just a driver. No, 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 not even a threat part. I just mm. don't think you're just a driver. I think you're somebody that I call. Oh, family. I took that the wrong way. I touched many. Oh, I definitely <laughs> took it the wrong way. I think. No, no, no. Oh, no, I no, definitely no, took no. it the other way. <laughs> yeah, I took that the wrong way, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all look I mean, if I come out of stairs and like you got you pouring this nigga coffee, he done brought a gift over here. Like, oh, what? Hey, no. from now on, bro, just wait on me outside. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how that's it should be. do. But they they do a great job of pointing pointing this against Bobby in this episode, and the way they think about their wives and they care about their wives, um, the way they pay attention to their wives. Like Tony, the reason mm-hmm. that can happen is because Tony's not even paying attention to it. He's not even. He's so egotistical that he can't even imagine Carmella having the balls to be on something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or Furio, Furio, for that matter. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think it goes to his head. Had he been paying attention, it would just been on some hold-up. Like, bro, come on, stop. That's, That's crazy. Mark, like, not, Mark not Payne would have been like, hey, man, ease up off my woman, man. Right. Ease up off my woman. Like, right. Or made Step a joke back. About it just a something. touch. Just a touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even that, in that uh, sense. I would have been just, I would have been just as subtle as they would have. You know what? From now on, bro, I'd like to have a call warm. So just stay in that motherfucker. Make sure that he doesn't shit on. <laughs> Don't you come through my door? No I mean, this is a cool. good look. Oh, this is a good looking dude. Like he's a good looking dude. He's in shape. He had he. You, you, I mean, come on, like Tony's not paying attention. I know what well, because he 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 hot. That's like true. Tony's hot in the street, so he can't even. You know who who I, I, I they watching me, but who's watching you? You know type of deal. Like I don't know. It's crazy. Did you, did you see Carmelo roll her eyes when he came down the steps? Let me see. Mad, mad he was interrupting that free time. Yeah, like, just long huffed time. and puffed and shit. Like, yeah, man. Like, damn, I just got finished. Looking at, I, <laughs> I just got finished puffed, looking, yeah, I just got finished looking at the pictures of the house that I, I want him to, you know, lay me down in and shit. And, and now I gotta go back to reality. And two, as viewers, we have a little bit more context than Tony does. Mm-hmm. He don't know about the, um, the contractor That's- or like how close mm-hmm. Father Phil was either. Mm-hmm. Like she true. even even though she explained it to him, he really stood on grass like he could have took your wife down. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. And from that perspective, to be fair, if we didn't know about the, if we didn't get the emphasis that Furio and Carmela had this sparking thing going on as viewers, will we pick up on anything different? Will we look at it as just oh, that's just such and such coming to pick up a tone? So I think they. That's a good point, Spike. If we look at it from Tony's perspective, maybe he's not even thinking about. We mm-hmm. know that there's something going on. Mm-hmm. If right. we didn't, as viewers, it, like if, you if said, the show didn't even emphasize it. We would just thought, "Oh, Furious coming over, she offering coffee." Like that's what Carmela does. Mm-hmm. Versus, oh, we know there's something going on. I don't know. Thanks. Now, I, I think I, I would say I, that's a great point, but I would say I think we would still be like, we have enough. You know, we have a, enough history with Carmela, like you said, Father Phil and. Uh, Vic and even like we talked about a little subtle with the tennis tennis uh instructor, you know what I mean? So I feel like we would be like, oh, there go Carmela. She kind of doing that, you know, that extra nice thing. Remember, she was trying to pack up lunch for Vic and all, you know. So you started. I think we would have picked up. Okay, she's there's something, but I don't think it, we would have thought anything of it further than like, oh, there go Carmela. She doing something. I don't know what this is, but uh, hey, I would I would have went through the fucking roof. I found out that my wife, nigga, this nigga already do a job. You have the picnic lunches with him, man. What the fuck are you on? <laughs> what the fuck you got going on? The audacity of us men to be out here having shit up. 
having Gloria Trillos in our life and then be mad at a mug that a man coming around eating eating funnel cake around our wife. Nigga, yes. <laughs> yes. The audacity of us, right? <laughs> oh, uh, but one line that I did like before we move to the next scene is the, the Native, Native American gentleman, he said that, he said, uh, Italian pride parade, sure. But Columbus, Columbus parade, like, nah. And I thought that was a, I thought that was a fair ask. You know, I, I mean, I get it. Uh, I thought it was just, I thought it was a fair ask, you know, but that's about it. Also, Tony mentions that this is, uh, they haven't had a trial from the Sopranos in 16 years. So that's pretty good. Um, I wonder who that was. They never really get into that. Would that, would that, would that yeah. have been his dad? Yeah, I don't The know. Soprano that's child. That's a good yeah. question. I wonder if like, he meant the Soprano family. Like not oh yeah, like just an like affiliate. This. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's it's probably it's uh, the what is it, DeMeo? It's probably the DeMeo guy that was like we never it's seen. Probably him, but... the thing that took Tony down, like his cousin and Meach, mm. Beach and all them. That's probably mm. them getting out from that mm. trial. I thought that was a ten year though. They they are no no. You may you may be right. Mm. You may be right. Good call. Uh, we get a short scene, Junior's trial. Um, he's just complaining about phone charges. Um, I don't know if y'all want to add anything else to that, but it was a pretty short scene. They never really, so this is an interesting scene in the sense of Junior's been complaining about money for the whole season, three, four episodes now, mm-hmm. but nothing never is really done to address that. I will see him get, I, I don't remember to this point anyway. Any extra rackets he's getting? Of course, he sold the property to Tony, but it's never really shown. And it made me think about the time that Janice said he had money buried in the backyard. Like it's never really shown, like how he takes care of or rectifies the situation of him having money problems. But they do; they go out of their way at this trial to show him talking about it and mm-hmm. the previous three episodes. So I'm wondering what what happened to. I think Junior, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think Junior's just old school. I don't think he has the, uh, like, he was making money with Richie. Like, I think when Richie was around, that's why Junior was, like, kind of okay with him, like, moving some coke or whatever, even though they don't, you know, the mob, the mob guys, they don't, they don't believe in moving drugs. But I think he was okay with that little racket because Richie, Richie was bringing in that little extra for him. So, but I don't think Junior, I think Junior lacks the creativity as far as, you know, generating real new forms of you know income i just don't think he has it. he's old school probably i got this uh you know this building and this this money keeps coming in from that you know but i don't think he has the same kind of creativity that's why ralph Cifaretto is so essential you know because he keeps coming up with ways of making money he's keeping this thing you know keep this thing running so but yeah that's a that's great that's a great thing to keep an eye on yep. um the women come the beginning of do you think this was Showing how uh, frugal, or I guess how broke Junior is, or maybe starting to look into the state of his his mind. I think it's just. I think it's probably the broke thing. I think it's just like you kind of you you still say like you're the boss of the family, but you don't really you know nobody. We don't pay up to you like that. You know, we're I'm letting you earn on a substantial level, and. But are you out of the way, my nigga, like you're not really that guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I think it's just, you know, you just kind of you're eating off of the. This is, you're in the retirement side of the mafia, basically. I feel like, you know. I got you. Um, but yeah, the uh, so we're at the women conference. 
This is an interesting. It's it's got an interesting little dynamic to this. Uh, Charmaine and Carmela are both at this conference, along with many other uh, Italian women, and they they have this look with one another, which is very interesting because it's two sides of the coin of this Italian experience in regards to this show and the you know in the mob and out of the mob, you know, experiences and all those things. And it's it's funny because. Charmaine, obviously, I believe she has sexual resentment for them. Obviously, she's voiced that throughout the series. But Carmela thinks differently about what it is. It's like Carmela feels above board and everything is all good till she runs into a person like Charmaine. And it makes you realize you dirty. You dirty, bro. Like you because you don't know all of the details of what and that's I think that comes through Carmela's behavior a lot. But I throw the ball in your court uh, and then even father field with his little jab or whatever. What did y'all think about this thing? Because this is a classic moment. When you say you dirty, are you talking about Charmaine is giving her the look? Carmela look telling her that Carmela's dirty. Or are you saying Carmela's calling Charmaine dirty for giving her the look? I think I think Carmela internally feels that like you you feel above well i got a i got a daughter in college and i got you know you feel good about those things till you come across a charmaine buco oh okay you think, yeah, i got you, you okay i follow what you're saying now you think that the lady the lady is speaking to the real carmel like the problem with the perception of italian americans yeah like she she's speaking for the charmaines of the world that's mm-hmm. why the carmelas in the in the whole uh new jersey wives of new jersey are offended because she's really so- yeah go ahead I was, I was, I was really surprised. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, as the old saying goes, man, hit dogs holler. Hit dogs holler. Yeah, it's hard when it, it, it's hard when the truth comes. Like, yeah. You, you know, never heard that saying before, Ma? That's a new one on me. Yeah, hit, hit dogs, dogs holler. holler. Like you, yeah, you, your, your, your anger, you being upset at it is partly in, in, in part, or it's partly um, because you know that it's true. I know that what I'm doing is a part of everything she's saying. I'm I'm condoning it. We've seen that with Carmela, mm-hmm. you know, battle that morally. Um, you know, I'm I'm here to stay, but I think you just last week, I think Spike was talking about her deserving everything she get because she's decided to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she hears it and everybody giving her that look, I can't get mad because they do got a point. It's one of those type of moments. Mm-hmm. But it's still fucked up. It's always been surprising to me in this scene yeah. how much of a known unknown that it is. I, I really thought that they did a better job of kind of concealing what Tony does or the perception of him. Like, of course, the kids and Meadow calls him out on it and, and people that are directly associated with them may know. But the random glances from the church ladies, that's always been surprising to me. Not not even in the sense of maybe they don't know what Tony does, but even in the sense that they got the audacity that when she says this to like turn around and look at me like, bitch, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. In the sense of if you think that it's that obvious, then you should feel in danger as far as looking around at me and, and point me out in this public forum. So I, I never really understood that. I did get in the sense of well, excuse me. I did appreciate Carmella. Not really. She kept face for the most part. She done what she was supposed to do. This that was that's her job as the Don's wife. As far as like, I don't know why you think he's talking to me? Mm-hmm. Roe and the other six are the one that took more offense to it for their friend, which I found pretty interesting. 
Yeah. Uh, I think this is one of those scenes, too, for me, where it, you know, I always make jokes about the backdoor Carmella spinoff. You know what I mean? Like, it never happened, y'all. This is just a, a good earners, you know, theory land or whatever. But, like, this would be a great premise if they had done a version of this. Not, like, in this era, but, like, if they were doing, like, literally, like, the wives of the mob. I mean, I know they got reality show, but, like, this is the version because it's, like, how they do. You'll notice later how one of them opens Carmella's door. Like, you never really seen this level of reverence for Carmella like that until, like, this moment. I mean, of course, they eat dinner together, but this was a moment where, like, how could they talk about you like that? Like, they're not involved because they're looking at her like the Don's wife. This right here is golden material of what a... I feel like another version of, okay, if we want to do bring the Soprano cast, not the cast, but the writers and producers to create a show built around wives of the mob. Uh, I feel like this, this is like one of those moments that I could see that kind of being a thing. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it, this is one of the most interesting moments I felt from Father Field because he really had like a, like a real issue, but I didn't know what side he was defending. I mean, I, I think he was defending like Carmel and them for that little small comment or whatever like they say you know the little depiction about it's just a depiction thing versus the real thing and um but yeah i mean wherever the money at bro wherever the opportunity at that's where he fall yeah i think he's, that, he's for yeah. hire <laughs> yeah I, well here's what i think I, because only because of the subtle look when she first brought up um which this is crazy when they say John Gotti, we say Rudolph Giuliani. I think you walked that statement back today. Now, uh, I was just thinking yeah. that when I seen it, that you ain't saying that now. I promise yeah, you. definitely ain't saying that now. But in 2001, of course, with everything with 9-11 and all that, that was exactly who people were looking to. That's how that's how he got on my radar. I know he'd been around to people in New York, but for somebody who's not from New York City, that's when Rudolph Giuliani came to my realm of uh, reality. But when she started mentioning that, it flashed to pan or panned over to Father Phil. And he kind of had a look like, ooh, like, and that was one of those I knew she was capable of going there, but I didn't have a talk with her to say don't. So mm-hmm. however the chips may land, so since she went there, okay, let me try to save face and make it look like it ain't that. But it is an open forum. Yeah. Um, anything else y'all want to add to that that scene or whatnot? Nope. Okay. Uh, but we see Karen in here. For a moment, I thought Karen was uh, Angie. I kind of I kind of look. I was like, no, that's not Angie. Um, but yeah. Angie out here at the grocery store, store slinging cheese. Selling cheese. sausage samples. Yeah, man. Damn. Jesus. Nah, I got the cheese. This week, they rotate them every week, man. So uh, you're right. Cheese you're this right. Week. You know what I mean? <laughs> Next week is going to be breakfast meat, man. It's going to be all types of shit, man. <laughs> Shout out to Angie. Shout out to Angie, man. Uh, we go over to the riot scene and oh, yeah, hold on, real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna pan. I thought you were gonna pan over to um to Sil's wife going over into the office. But do you think oh, she Gab. was just yeah? Go ahead. Yeah, Gab. Do you think she was uh crowd pleasing? You think she really cared mm-hmm. like that if she was just trying to make a, a a point to Carmela? Like we got your back. I'm gonna get in good with Carm. Like well, I think it was both. Okay, I think, I think she's that. doing and they're showing that she's a reflection of Sil. Tony's number two. So in yeah, essence, there you go. this is Carmela's number two. Like, yes. Yeah, you're talking about her, but you are also, this is offending me too. Like, this is my husband, not just Tony Soprano. Like, this is all of them. So, yeah, I think this was grandstanding 100% rich, but I also think that she was kind of defending herself too. Okay, yep. I got you. And see, that, and that's part of when you just drop an episode and 
we realize that people care about shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I'll be like, all right, is this real or not? Yeah, all yeah. of this shit for you, exactly. Yeah, appreciate yeah. you. Um, so we go over to the riot scene, and it's the Mussolini uh, was Hitler's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they get get right to it. Like get right to it. They're going back and forth between. How should I classify them? I don't want to misclassify. Is it okay to say Native Americans? Or I mean, indigenous people. Indigenous, indigenous people. Indigenous probably. Yeah, I think indigenous. Indigenous people. people. Okay, if if I misquote, if I say anything else, I don't mean in in a disrespectful way. So if anybody listening that happens to be of that an ethnicity, please don't take offense to it because I'm just not that familiar and I may forget. Uh, and we're sidebar that does. I'm about to say we're always open for correction. We're always open for yeah. correction, and that is not a license for you to say nigga. All right. <laughs> so, uh, but we get to the right, man. And what about colored? Can I say colored people? Colored is <laughs> colored might be worse. Colored is worse. I might laugh at somebody's face and they call me colored. I will laugh, though. Do you guys prefer black, African-American, or colored people? Colored is... <laughs> oh I, I say nigga. I say nigga. Yeah, just say nigga. Just call, yeah, go just ahead. Call right. nigga. Just, 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 yeah, just, just call yeah, just, me nigga. Just just play your... Roll the dice. Just call me nigga. Let's see how that works. Yeah, just roll the dice. Let's see how that plays yeah, out. Yeah, just make sure you use the A. Since we this far alone. Since we this far alone. That's crazy. Like, colored is wild. But... We get that, and they're going back and forth, the indigenous people and the Italian people, and Artie gets out the car with the cigarette in the mouth. You know, <laughs> Silvio walks up. And we really see, this is why I tell y'all, I still believe, this is why I say it all the time, but Georgie is really special. Because he what thought Georgie it was... do? I ain't even people. Okay, so Georgie is walking out with them, and he's got that dumb look on his face, and... You hate Georgie. No, nah, it's just he just he's one of those people where it's like, oh, I think that nah, bro. I think I I think you should really consider. Uh but anyway, he hits a he grabs an officer, then he steals on another officer, and they begin to start molly whopping them with their clubs, bro. And then that's when the riot starts to break out. And Patsy's climbing the pole <laughs> to get to fake Columbus. And Artie comes up and said, Did that better not be Columbus? Like little Paulie gets hit with a bottle. And Artie gets hit with a slushy. <laughs> oh, man, Artie was trying to get up out of there. No, bro. Hey, Artie. Artie hopped up out of the car like this wasn't it? Like, this ain't even my speed, bro. I don't even know why I'm here. Let me hit this cigarette to calm me down. Like, Artie wasn't even supposed to be there, man. That shit was hilarious, bro. bro. Jeez. I swear. I thought Artie was about to be on some walking tall shit the way he popped out the car. Oh, yeah, he walked out with the He did hop out like he was going to do the business, bro. I mean, this yeah. is why it doesn't. It just, this just seems so weird. Like, and my got, man ain't that. My man ain't climbing that pole either. You like, see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's like Patsy bro, is not climbing a pole, bro. Patsy, like, stop, bro. It's not. Maybe little Paulie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could see him more. Yeah, maybe little Paulie would have pulled that off. But it's like Patsy's not doing that, bro. I, I this is this is why you, <laughs> with, <laughs> little Paulie with the bottle, bro. Like the contrast, like this man this got scene hit. is great, man, because they yeah, usually are the aggressors, mm -hmm. and they got their asses handed to them yeah. out there playing with the indigenous people. Yeah, My man. man already hopped in the car like no, bro. Because I've been around people like that, and I've been that person too. Where it's like, oh, this escalated fast. This is not my like. Already yeah, got in there. He was, he was scared for his life for real. Like, hey, oh, hey, I, I got to get home to Charmaine. Like, I, I get uh -huh. home. You know what I mean? I got uh -huh. you know. 
So it, it's a funny, it's a really funny scene. Um, it is, man. Great, it, it's a great scene. It, yeah, it's a great scene. Uh, ain't too much more I want to add to. That. There's a small scene in between that though. Uh, Carmela, she, you know, uh, they're walking to the car. There's Karen. There's Rose. Um, they're having a the lot. And Gab, she just tells her that she wants went off on Father Phil, and everybody heads their way. Then we go to Bobby Bacala. He's in the car. He gets a phone call from his kids saying that uh, Karen wanted him to pick up eggplant. He was like, "Why can't she do it?" And you know, that's that's where the scene kind of ends at that moment uh, between those two. Anything y'all wanted to add between those? Two small scenes. This scene, this scene has affected me in real life as far as to never do that with people I love out of frustration. Ooh. I always try to take a minute and be like, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm irritated right now. Before I go into that rant to my, even to myself, because you never know what's going on. Like this, this, I think about this a lot. Mm. This scene right here. Hey, listen. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I do this anytime. I have a conversation or a conversation ends, whether it's not the best of tone or whether it's just the, any indication of if this was the last convo, how would I feel about that? And I don't, usually don't think about stuff like that, but this mm-hmm. is exactly a prime example. Because just living with what Bobby got going on, man, it's like, damn, man, you really feel for Big Bobby. Yeah, man. And seeing from this scene to what happens, like, that was literally nothing but frustration. Like Bobby fucked with her. Like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't that all oh, this woman irritates me, and I'm glad that this happened. Or maybe even on some um, here go a cross reference for you, Mo. Even on some George Costanza shit, where he wanted his wife to die. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he was yeah. like he was praying for that. Yeah, but Bobby was just like he was just genuinely frustrated, and he's yeah. like, "Damn, I'm having a bad day. I shouldn't have said that." You know yeah. what I mean to to your son too. And it's the last thing he hear you saying about your wife. Like, yeah, this this that's a really impactful scene, man. Because Bobby really is that type of guy. Man. It's crazy too. The like the with an episode like this, it, that could have it could have hit more. It could have hit more. And the only reason I say this is because the fact that you're in the car and you're in traffic to the actual accident. It's crazy. It's like that. There's so much more there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, finding out later, but I almost feel like at that moment, somehow, like. I kind of like the subtle shit in it, though, Mo. I do like the subtle. That's I kind of like the I kind of like that we had to find out, like, oh, damn, that nigga was sitting in the wreck as he was doing that. I, I liked it. Nah, it was, it was fire. I and just, plus, this, too, not to diminish the death or anything, because we know how much she meant to Bobby. This was just a seed. Mm-hmm. This was just so they can crop this later to something bigger than we yeah, saw. Yeah. That's all. They, they, they this may have been something they probably went back and added to the script. Don't quote me on it. I'm not sure, but this seemed like some. Hey, what if we did this? It could lead to this. Mm-hmm. So, great pool. Um, yeah, we get the. I think we get the phone call scene where they uh, Carmela finds out and tells Roe. Uh, that Karen, you know, Karen died and, you know, really emotional scene. Um, and then we go Tony at Sacri House. And this is an underrated, this is underratedly funny to me. <laughs> this is the part I was alluding to at the beginning of the episode. Tony comes in, you know, did you hear about Karen? Great kid. You know, he's going through the normal thing. The doctor, 
He's talking about the doctor and this and the Oriental ran into it. And he's just going through his regular jargon, but he's got his eye. <laughs> he's got his, if you look at it, he ain't look nowhere but at Patsy. <laughs> so he smacked the heck out of Patsy. And Patsy jumped and got like back into like soldier position. But it's so funny because like, bro, we've never had this type of relationship. I barely got in your crew. You smacking me across the head. Cause you know how you got a, like a, a buddy or your friend's friend and like he does something like, oh, I mean, I thought I knew it was cool. I didn't think it was that cool. It's like, you need like, man, should I feel some kind of way right now? Or is that like, oh, that's how he rock with it. Like, like, bro, you see what I'm saying? Like this, I rewind this like three times, bro. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Patsy! This Tony is, is a complete sociopath too. Bro. That's like, this is literally what Doctor Melfi is treating him for. Like, he is this happened to this dude that his doctor I know got ran into by an Oriental woman, then immediately smack upside the head, nigga. What are y'all doing? What the fuck y'all got going on out here, bro? I, bro. <laughs> I gotta say, man, and he's hundred percent right too. Yeah, y'all are criminals, bro. What the fuck are y'all doing on the protest? Y'all go sit down man. somewhere. I gotta point out the continued racism. Like yeah. obviously with the with the uh with the theme of just mm -hmm. you know that whole thing being this episode, man. Stereotypes. Them the, yeah, them calling using that term, would you you get yeah, hung yeah. if you say the word yeah. uh, for you know, today. Absolutely. You know I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like so the fact that they just district the whole episode is about them being oppressed and all that, but they easily they just them. let they shit still. fly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Let shit fly, man. Yeah, we just roll with it. All right. This is uh, one of my favorite. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you go. I was going to say, this is one of my favorite scenes because it points out the real thing in America. You know, they're talking, you know, we got this melting pot thing, but when you reach a certain status or a certain amount of wealth or a certain amount of fame, you give up the luxury of caring or being able to openly care about social issues. And political issues, and I, the, the, I love the viewpoint that the show gives from Tony's perspective. Like sales talking about, yeah, this means a lot to me. You know, I, listen, I don't. We running a business here, bro. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Like bottom dollar, that's so that's what we care about. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, from Tony, I just I know we mourning. I know we mourning the shit, but y'all playing cards and shit. I just got finished asking y'all niggas why there's no growth on the family's receipts. Why the fuck is y'all <laughs> in your bullshit? Like, say your piece about Bobby, but we all know y'all don't really know her like that to be out here, like, mourning and moping around. So get your ass back on these streets and make this bread, man. No ribs, no rice, no champagne. Get the fuck up. <laughs> Cross-reference uh, Mitch, cross-reference Rich, that is paid in full. Fire. Um, I love, I love how Tony's subtle annoyance with all of this shit just builds throughout the episode from the time that he comes down and sees it on the TV with Furio and Karma down there to here when he got to make the call and, and Silvio says we need leadership on this like I, I love that Tony is like he's giving it grace because he gets it I'm gonna tell you too mm -hmm. but also there's this eye roll to it like man are y'all fucking serious bro like, this, this is what we're doing because yeah. Too, man. yeah, exactly. Like, come on, bro. What are we doing? Like, we make money with most of these people. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's that Jordan okay. joint, ain't it? 
Yeah, yeah this, this is it played out in everyday terms. Like, that's what Tony's on. Like, bro, like, I don't Tony, care what you pay and what you, your causes, and this is business. I don't Tony's on some all lives matters. <laughs> well, you know how bad LeBron would get killed if he said that. Oh, man. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> LeBron uh, tried to use that line, boy. Mm hmm. Crazy. Oh, Crazy. Uh, but Janice. Uh, Janice is in therapy, and it's an interesting point that the therapist makes that you have replaced your father for your brother in a person of authority that you need to impress. I think this therapist is better than Meadows' therapist and is better than the Nigerian therapist that Carmela had. So I'm just putting, I've been ranking the therapist in my head, so it's just a little. Who you got as number one? I mean, of course, Melfi's number one. Number two, I'm definitely going to uh, rest in peace to the actor, but the Jewish lawyer that told Tar- Carmella, get out of Dodge. Like, that's blood money. He's number two for me. I like Elliot, man. Elliot, number one to me. This man capping like a mug, bro. You hate Elliot. Elliot a beast, man. You hate Elliot. You was dogging him season two. The, oh, Car- I'm, I'm talking about um, Melfi's. Yeah. What's call it? Yeah, I fuck with him in the sense of like okay. he teaches her. Like, he 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 put the the he pruned that branch as far as making it what it is what it is as far as Melfi and I respect Melfi's skills. I think Elliot a beast. He probably yeah. He, I mean, I guess I would he have to put him at number two because there's no we don't get a lot more material. So I probably have to put Elliot at two. But then I go to Jew, Jewish lawyer three, and I probably go this uh, uh, therapist number four, uh, Janice therapist. So. Nah, this, uh, she was good. She mm-hmm. brought up a really good point, too, of she gets the wheels turning where she's kind of having the best of both worlds. When I say her, I mean Janice, where she is still involved with somebody in that life, but they, Bobby, uh, he's genuinely not like Tony or her father. You know what I mean? I'm not looking for my brother's approval with this one. We see that play out with the rest of this episode, but um, real quick, we didn't talk about it, but the call to the assembly that Tony made. Oh, yeah. Trying yeah. to get shit cleared up, uh-huh. man. Just to, I love the fact I miss the days where you could just hang hang up hard, where you could actually hear hey, yeah. somebody <laughs> like, angry. Like I'm I'm so angry, I'm about to slam this phone over here. Yeah. Um that's on some bullshit, Great man. Point. I wonder Great if that's point. the moment where I I'm curious to know if that's the moment where he might have put two and two together. Like you not only you're not helping me out, but you helped Johnny Sachs too, or you t- you ran your mouth. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You're not as reliable as I thought, maybe. Like, yeah, and like, what's this is the point of this relationship? We're not friends, man. I'm not calling you up on Saturday to go play golf, my nigga. Like, when I call you, I expect shit to get done. Like, I don't want to hear you clipping. Tony doesn't know this, but you clipping your nose hairs and shit. That just lets you know how <laughs> how much I, I don't give a respect, fuck about this. Yeah. yeah, it's a touchy subject, Tony. I don't know what to do. Man, fuck you, bro. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, that that was a great. I meant to speak to that, but yeah, that's a great point with that. Um, anything else you want to add to the J- Janice therapy scene, or there's just pretty much that, like the wanting to impress Tony instead of your father being alive and around. No. Okay. Uh, we go to the next scene. It's, I don't know if this is like a hotel um, speaking room. Lobby, I don't know where this is, but Dale Red, Red Clay and Ralph, Ralph acts like he, he just ran into him. And Ralph brings this image of uh, a Native American actor who isn't Indian at all and tries to use this as leverage. 
it's funny how they don't have power in the political realm here as they do mm. in like their street level things. Like that's the only thing I got from the scenes. It's, it's very funny how they think that they like I'm gonna bury you, and then even the reaction after the fact. Yeah, like it, it's literally holds no weight. Did you, Ralph introduced himself as Henry Caruso? Henry Caruso founded Dollar Rental Car. In 1957, he was indicted by the grand jury of Los Angeles for criminal conspiracy to defraud, cheat, forgery, and grand theft auto related to his automobile dealership. Caruso pleaded guilty on two counts on April the 25th of the indictment. Hmm. That's crazy. I wonder what the choice <laughs> was in writing that. Because he's trying to fraud, cheat, forge, and steal <laughs> from him. Yeah, like I, I just thought that was interesting the name that he chose. Though. What I what I will say before we move on from this scene, unless y'all want to add to it, is I think Ralph is the perfect choice for this. Oh yeah, you know how you got Patsy; he was the perfect choice for the glorious situation. He's the perfect choice for this. He kind of looks like your you know your typical white man or whatever. He kind of speaks the lingo a little bit. Got that kind of corporate charm. I think they picked the perfect person. Like when you talk about getting in this space, so I always thought it was a good choice for Ralph to be the one to try to, you know, scare them off on everything. But uh, it, the, only, the only issue cool. I had with this whole scene and this whole idea is the fact that this was like, this wasn't news. Like there were there were specials run about this like 10 years prior to this episode even coming on, 10, 11, 12 years. So it just seems, I don't know, man. Sopranos usually don't do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They're True. more aware of it. So for them, to like that wouldn't be... A big deal. Like we've been, this shit been out. You know what I'm saying? We know about this. Right. Everybody knew this. Like it, it, it's funny that they thought they so were him. in front of the eight ball and they weren't. And she told him, like, don't get me wrong, but that, it was just all his, you know, Red Clay's reaction to it all was just funny to me because it's like he was the last one that knew about shit. Mm -hmm. Honestly, and I'm not even trying to be funny here. I'm not trying to be funny at all. It reminded me a little bit of you, Mo. And I say that really because you have this ability to kind of. Live in your own world and tune out stuff. Like I'm amazed. We talked about it before. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm genuinely amazed that there's stuff going on that you say I haven't heard about that. And I wish I could have that same power. <laughs> I wish some of the shit. I wish I didn't hear about either. Yeah. Shit, Animal Brown and um and Spike was just talking about that. Like, talking mm -hmm. about the stuff yeah. on their timeline and yeah. a palate cleanser. Oh, um. So it, it reminded me of that because like, how do you not know this, bro? It's been out for ten years. Like everybody knows this. This ain't. It should have been one of those. This ain't even a big deal. It's a whole bro. thing, right? It's the whole thing. Like he should have been able to confront him right there with that, especially with yeah, the position right, that he holds with them. Like, bro, they're like, it's a. It, there are billions of write ups, not billions, literally, but write ups on the one dollar Indians or one percent Indians or whatever you call them. Like all the white men that were trying to use being an Indian and how they got it and get the perks of being an Indian from it with only having 1% blood. Like, this shit was, this shit's everywhere. I want to definitely speak to that a little more when we get to the Doug character. Um, one, one more thing about the Caruso character. He has two sons. One's named Mark. He's a Los Angeles music executive and CEO of, get this, Angry Mob Music. Wow, stuff that was interesting. You, yeah, you need the like the Maybach Maybach music girl, to, a, a, angry mob music, <laughs> like get that drop. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but we go to uh, the Sopranos household, and this scene, 
I, it's just straight BS. Like, I, I have nothing here. Like, it, this is where, to me, where, okay, now it's really starting to feel very heavy-handed. Because it's like... Ain't they, no way, huh? Ain't no, way, ain't no way AJ reading that book. Bro. The same nigga two episodes ago that yes. had his mom reading the New York Times too is yeah. now picking up this book and, and, and schooling them on shit. Like, all right. They made the mistake here. I ain't gonna say made the mistake. This show is great, but... What they where they missed the opportunity is this is the part where Meadows should have been there reading the book and AJ been next to her. That makes more sense. And then AJ could but it have, what? I feel what you're saying. Theoretically, it would have made more sense, but given how they're playing Meadow right now, being in her depressive state, um, still kind of reeling about where she is in life and losing Jackie, it wouldn't make sense that she she wouldn't care about that at this point. So that even that would have been a little bit of a now all of a sudden she reading books and sitting here with the family and giving out that advice like Meadow ain't even herself right now. I just True. think that they it was literally a scene they dropped in to, to message. Right, it's like he's a great American explorer, and in this household he's a hero. In the discussion, like it's it, that's funny. Like that's a scene that's used all the time. Even like how Jay is getting Ophelia's eyes look with the squint and everything. Like it, it's. it's it's funny, but it's like, all right. You know what I mean? This is like, I, I get it, but I, I don't know. I just don't know what was hoped to be accomplished. Um, You know what's interesting? And this is a, this is another week in the books type of conversation. Um, but it's something that I couldn't, I, I couldn't help but think about. Tony knows that Christopher Columbus did the most heinous offense, right? Mm-hmm terrible human being but still in this house he is respected and looked up at. um a lot of times there's a lot of discourse about if black people don't hold our people a little bit closer mm. Mm. when they're chastised or we we easily give them up to the wolves that's true versus taking them in and protecting no matter what how bad this person did or fucked up like, we're not going to do that like that, At least, especially not in public, maybe within ourselves. And it's just very interesting to see when you think about people who have also done heinous things, things that are indefensible, things that you really wouldn't want to be associated with in any capacity. But also, you know, he also a brother. Like, if we're going to do that, we're going to do that in-house. You know what I mean? And we're not going to bash our people or I don't want to get I don't want to give you the idea that it's OK to go around repeating this information, kind of like Meadow said earlier, to outsiders. Mm. It's just a very easy comparison. Because if no, you know, that's, that's dead or somebody on. Or Kelly. Or, or, you know, R. Kelly or somebody mm. like that, mm -hmm. the discourse would have been a little bit different. Yeah. That's and it's true. just very interesting to see. I'm not saying it's right. It's just it's, an But it is a great, it's an observation that yeah, is. It's just an observation. Very interesting. Because I've heard people all plenty of times like, we the only race to do words like that. That's and true. this is a perfect example of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's right there. It's there's, like no right defense there. For, there's no defense for Christopher Columbus. There's Obviously. no reason why you say he's a good person. But it's yeah. just that in you, that pride. Other than um, he's Italian, know. right. Right, other than that. you know. And this episode deals with that whole, I think somebody said it, America's melting pot. Mm -hmm. well, the, the longer it goes on, the more it's melting. I think one of the most interesting things about this scene, Mo, you pointed it out. We go from seeing this dude not even have the desire to read the current events in the New York Times to reading a people's history of the United States, comprehending 
also developing a stance on it that goes to the theme of the episode. It's just it's it's too much. It, mm -hmm. it, it was too much. That's why people don't like the episode and think that it was too preachy. Mm -hmm. You're using a character like AJ to present an opposition to Tony. Mm -hmm. And we know AJ is not equipped enough to do it. And then even in the sense of going back to Carmella, you use a PhD scholared professor going against Carmella. Like, like the arguments against each other never make sense. Even the Montel Jordan, excuse me, Montel Jordan, even the Martell Williams debate on TV was completely obscure. Like nobody, there, there was never an intelligent conversation about this topic throughout the whole episode. But it also felt like they thought that they were being pretentious and had intelligent conversations and back and forth and rhetoric through the like just the clunky delivery of all of this. So yeah, I think yeah. this scene really stood out and said that. I agree. Um, anything else you want to add to that, Rick? Or no, nah, that was perfect. That was perfect. Okay, now it was. It really was. Uh, we go to Karen's funeral, and man, Bobby just can't catch a break. Bobby bro. a mess, man. I mean, oh my god, big Bobby, man. Dang. Steve Sharippa, bro. Goodness Jesus gracious, this man, the way he get, like, I mean, just the way he gets in that crying bag, he spoke to it on Talking Sopranos, like just staying in his trailer and really going into a place to get there, you know, because a lot of his early work on The Sopranos, he had a lot of those moments. And I mean, goodness gracious, like he already lost his pops, you know what I'm saying? And he loses it there and he thought he was going to lose Junior. And it's like the way he got like the kind of the cry with the, the chest bounce. I'm like, oh, my gosh, bro. Like, stop, bro. You, you messing me up. I felt him. I was like, "Ah, oh, you messing me up, bro. Please. It was sad. It was Goodness sad. gracious, bro. So, but, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, Bobby's he's crying, and the, the women are just talking about how much you, that's real love. That's what it looks like. Uh, you know, obviously, it's resonating for Carmella, and they're all looking, and even Adriana, and then as she looks over at Tony, and Tony's talking business. Um, yeah, it's it's just a, it's. And you can't blame me, though, man. Hmm. You got to think Tony barely pay attention to his wife. You think he's going to be sad to show remorse for Bobby's wife? That's true. I get, I get. Him. I know yeah, it, it's, it's, it's on brand. And then I thought that was an interesting thing that, uh, Mrs. Don, Gab Dante said someone was on the phone and, uh, and they said that Bobby is the only one without a Gumar. Somebody asked who was on the phone with them. And then ironically enough, Jenny Sack pulls up. Which I thought was an interesting thing because we know we'll find out that Johnny Sack doesn't have Gumars either. So I I think that was just a little ha ha moment, you know what I mean? Um but anything y'all want to add to this Bobby funeral scene? Um, other than Bobby being a wreck, just showing how the they it's really the family. Like they they got rat uh rally around. They were already talking about who's on Z D duty, uh, making sure the fam's good, the kids are cool. Take that weight off Bobby. Um, and also just Carmella's who was he on the phone with? All right, bro, that's not the point, but she's so into it. Like all of that going, we, we've talked about it uh, at nauseum. Her just knowing I need to get out of this, but I can't. Mm -hmm. That's You're a crazy question to ask, too. Yeah. That's some Carmella shit. That's some Carmella <laughs> first cross first cross reference that we'll do. To break it bad, that's some Skyler White type. That's a it Skyler definitely White is question. a Skyler White. Oh, yeah, 
You Skyler talking about Zoe's the most hated characters in TV, oh, bro? Skyler's up there. Don't get me started. Don't get me started get about Skyler. I'm not on. Not on. Small, um, small, Skylers. small. It's like crazy. one of one of the most heartbreaking scenes in TV history when Walt went to go get that money and she told him that she gave it. Right. Well, don't, don't even bring wait, that up. Hold on, hold wait, wait, wait. We're bring, bring back to our remembrance. With, the, with same, Walt, the episode that ended when Walter hey, was like just bro, laughing hysterically. He was in the when he because you know he put the money in the crawl space. Yeah. And you remember when Walt needed that money because he wanted to disappear. Spoiler alert for Breaking Bad. People have watched it. Walt needed that money. You watched everything, right? Mo? Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. Yeah. I just you remember when Walt wanted to disappear when he thought that Gus had really finally got down on him. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, I gave the money to Ted so he could pay his taxes. Oh, <laughs> just In just a couple episodes earlier, she had just like let out that she had fucked Ted. Like, what? Oh, my <laughs> When a God. nigga couldn't do nothing but laugh. Like he oh, laughed yeah. at the oh, end of the yeah. That's one of the most chilling scenes in yeah. any I, drama. That right there, bro. Yeah. I ain't watched Breaking Bad in, a, in some years, man. And I still but remember you ain't forget that's that. how the episode ended. You won't forget mm -hmm. it. That's like that's like not forgetting the end of Blue Comedy. Like, you know what I mean? Just certain Relax. things that just oh, I'm about to say, I'll never, or I'll never forget that. Like Cole, really to me, I, I correlate that bringing it back to Sopranos to the end of Cold Cuts. When Tony he get he get he got off what he got off on Janice and then, mm -hmm. and, then and you know that smile and he walks off and then they play the music. Walk out of the house. Yeah, that's that's like that's the right. yeah. I think that's like right there with it, bro. Uh, Y'all gonna make me go back and watch Breaking Bad out here? That's crazy. Are we talking about that's gonna the... be one of the, the worst rewatches you ever do? Um, and the only reason that I say that it's still a great show, but it's just when you watch Breaking Bad for the first time, you have the perspective of looking at Walt as not the bad guy. Oh, okay. once you get to the end of it and you see that he is the fucking bad guy and you watching it the whole thing looking at it like oh, okay now I know this nigga the bad guy and all the mm -hmm. bullshit that he pulled off Walter White right there he right there with McNulty for me he the only person that rivals McNulty for me I'm gonna ask y'all this on air well go ahead Rich I want you to forget what you was about to say no I was just gonna say terrible human being okay I wanna have a conversation we see it all the time but the Walter White and Tony Soprano conversation that's not at this episode, but when we start getting into our original Soprano be, content, I want to have that conversation yeah. of what makes one more likable than the that's other. Be a good episode. And what's, you know, yeah, so that's, that's going to be something. 30 to 45 minute conversation. For absolutely. People will fuck with. Just, just drop, drop you right in like that. You know what I mean? Jeez. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. Um, I'll be waiting for that. Are we, uh, yeah, I'll be excited about that one. Are we talking about the Ralph and John or yeah, go ahead. As as the funeral scene? Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this gotta be one of the worst feelings in the world, right? Yeah. Like somebody out of out of the blue just treating you like shit. Mm -hmm. You have no idea why it's happening. Like you know you might have said some shit, but there's Ralph is probably thinking to himself, there's no way he Ain't knows. No way that anybody told him that. Ain't, Ain't no and, way. Like it's and to John's point. Ralph done made so many of these jokes, it probably is not even registering to him what he's mad about. Like I've done, I've been doing this shit for years. We we all made fun of of Jenny Sack, so that's impossible. Yeah, that it's the the the, the thing about the mole because we've been doing this for years, mm -hmm. and that like that's why this is so brilliant, and that adds to why Johnny is so mad. 
Mm-hmm. Like, ain't this is the first one I've heard, but I know you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I know when I've walked in and y'all ain't been watching the news and y'all laughing and shit. Y'all talking about my fucking wife. This shit is great. It is. This is definitely, I feel like, the beginning of the the New York versus New Jersey. It all started with it's, that. Yeah, 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 it did. It did start mm-hmm. with the 95 pound mojo. The weight, man. The weight. Yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I was saying that. Yeah. And this, and this, the scene is important just because now it's now we know for sure it's not a one-off, you know, after dinner scene. And Tony and Sil are starting to get concerned now. Like, yo, what's going on? Like he's deliberately said, keep him away from me. It's also interesting that we get it in later episodes, but I would always have thought that Johnny would be taking care of that right then and there. You know what I mean? Mm. He made, I, I, think, I, I there, feel like his kind of hands were tied though, because we we've talked about on here how much Ralph earns for not only his family but other John, for example. So I feel like that's one of the main uh, causes of of Johnny Sack frustration. It's like I I know I really can't even do nothing. One I ain't even supposed to know because I know Paulie running in his fucking mouth too much. Like th- this this is the benefit of being as smart as Johnny Sack is because I have this information but as soon as I release this information I give up my position. Right, like right. now That's I ain't point. got Paulie no more. Now I like I, so I got to the the most mm. frustrating part of this is I got to keep this shit in yeah. and I know you a piece of shit and everything that I did worked but I can't let nobody know. That's it's, great. It's, That's... This is great. That's tough. That's tough. I cannot lose my leverage. I can't lose the leverage. Like so, even though that pissed me off, and it goes to what we were talking about about this thing of ours. Even though you're talking about my wife and that pissed me off, there's still stuff that's more important to than that in this world, and that's what pisses me off. That's what makes me mad if I'm Johnny Sack. Because oh, I want to defend her honor, but it's a bigger thing at play here. Mm -hmm. Fire. That's fire, man. That's like a real in real time discovery right there. Yeah, it's fire, motherfucker. And and and, and it, it shows out on the screen. Like Johnny yeah. looking at him, like motherfucker. Like you, I can't stand you. you like you dude. don't even know what I know and what I do to you. If I could just do Bro. it to you, but I can't just do it to you yeah. like that. Yeah. So now I'm even more mad that I can't even just like do you in. Yeah, like that. I can't like do I want you like that because I was too smart. Mm-hmm. That's fire. And it's just, you know, so it's like a Ralph Silverado type dude. As soon as you walk in, your mood drop. Like you enjoying yourself at the party with your boys, hanging it's out, whatever. And then that person walk in, you like, <sighs> no, it's like, it's like if if you're talking to a girl, and just so happened to some other nigga that you know, maybe not even your friend. This happened to me, maybe not even your friend, but just some nigga that you know, a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. and both of y'all may be talking to the girl. And she may have a little bit more trust in you than him. She's like, oh, you know, such and such said this about you. And you're like, what? He said, what? Yeah. How dare that I, nigga? Who, really? Like, how dare that nigga bring yeah. that shit up about me? Me? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. I got I got a fight on Christmas Eve because of some shit like that. I, I really? Well, like, not even. Yeah, I, I still got. I was just laughing with one of my homeboys about a nigga that did that shit to me to this day. Hated on the chick, and she came right back and told me, "I like this little motherfucker." And he That's was pulling Ralph Cifaretto too. Oh, Lou, what's up, man? Blah blah blah. Bruh. Nigga, she'd have told hey, me hey, everything bro. you said, bitch ass nigga. Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, nah, man. I don't know this is getting too weird, ass, man. Nigga. 
This game was too weird because that's exactly how that shit went down with me. <laughs> I swear to God. Down Bruce, to I was the, just down laughing to the... with my homeboy the other day. He was like, you hate that nigga. I was like, I don't even hate him, bro. It's just like the fact of how that shit played out. And it was over 15, yeah. 20 years ago now. But it's just like, it, it's hilarious. It's stuck down to the, oh, what's up? That's what pissed me off the most. Mm-hmm. If you had that energy, I wouldn't be mad. Like, I, right. Like, I, no, I, act like you act like you know that I know. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you was talking to her. The same mm-hmm. shit that you yeah, were saying yeah, yeah. to her, like, come to me and say that, please. I Give me the reason. Because it was like, I, and we're not going to get off the episode too much, man, but I just got finished seeing him. He was on that. Then I see an old girl. <laughs> and she's the one that told me. I looked at my boy that was with me like, we just, what? Nah, we just got finished uh, talking to him. No yeah, way he just bro. Said that. Yeah, it was bro. exactly same like thing. that. Dang, I, I was like, there was no way. There's I no will way tell he said you, that. Mo. It... Go ahead, go ahead. For people that listen to another week in the books too, if I can get J Hove on there more, I, we can get more into the story without using names. But Come yeah, like J Hove is the key to a lot of those good stories. Come on, that you want man. Hey, matter of fact, matter of fact, the, the, he can do that, and I'll bring because the, the dude that was with me um, is the same dude I told you that's been extras in movies, and I know we're gonna do something like that. Ah, there it is. Moment, I'm about to tell that story. What happened, man? Them too good another week in the bookstores, man. If y'all fans of this show, if y'all know the other social stuff, social commentary that we do, man, mm-hmm. check out another week in the books, man. But go back to it, man. We got you off. Yeah. Speaking of getting back to it, Ralph pulls up on roll. And <laughs> oh man, I hate to say this, but I've been here. <laughs> like, Roe is in another, the dumps. Another um what the fuck is the name of the show? I can't even think of it now. What? Seinfeld. Another Seinfeld show. It's not, it's not me. It's you. It's you. Excuse me. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. It's, it's not you. It's me. George mm-hmm. Costanza. George Costanza. George Costanza, boy. He's a wild boy. Legend. But this is Legend. Still doing it in this, this all is, time. But, but look, but look. So, so Ro, I mean, Ralph breaks up with Rose. She's in the dumps and she pretty much says, you know, I meet all your needs. She's sexual needs, this, that, blah, 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 yada, yada. And she's like, but if you want to leave, then leave. You want to be out. And he's like, yeah. And, you know, well, he said, what do I get out of it? Like, what do I get out of the deal? Which is really crazy um but what's so interesting is like bro like creating like a window to break up like people don't understand like the uh, how essential it is <laughs> like you want you want to get out of there and it's already on the like down you got a punch you got a punch because you i've had i had a moment like that before where it's like it's down in the dumps this is the window like you still trying to be a good dude but you want to you want to get out you know what I mean? You try to do your own thing, and it's like y'all already at odds. And you've been trying to figure out an angle to get out. A woman will say it. A woman will say it. <laughs> it's like, what you don't want to do this no you more? Really you, wanna... Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I, I think we should just. You know, but man, bro, this was hilarious, but it was real to it's, me. <laughs> it's crazy how niggas' logic yeah, work you. because they like, you know, you might might as well do it now. I don't want you to get your feelings back up and then I crush you again. So yeah. Why yeah, you yeah. already down? Let really me drop this on you too. Anyway, that yeah. is crazy. That's crazy. I'm saying that's wild. Like, it that's is. Exactly it's wild. very insensitive. We, we, we are sick. We are sick. It's nasty. It's nasty to watch on screen, bro. It, it is, man. She. I, Especially I mean, because we've all been there. We've all been there. We've all been there. Let me flip. Let me flip the script real quick. Just on on roads. Stronger than that. Gotta be stronger than that. Stronger than that. That's rich. I need that. I need that on the shirt. Rich. I need that on the shirt. Culture yeah, garden. Like you just, gotta be I gotta stronger be stronger than that. Than, that, than just a little small rich. <laughs> like for the quote there, I, you gotta so, be stronger than that. That's the that's the rich book coming out. You gotta be stronger than that. I'll 
told you, my boy that was with me, my boy that was with me when I said it, man. He sent that text, man. He said, "My favorite, that's my favorite rich quote." Gotta yeah, that's a great, that's a great quote, bro. It, man. That's a great quote. That's but a, that's yeah, absolutely. To, to put some some stuff back on, uh, put it back on Rose. I I do feel bad for Roe here. She does bounce back later in the series, but I do feel bad for her. Like she's lost her brother in law. She's lost her husband. She's lost her son. Her daughter doesn't live there. It is. It's, I really felt bad for her. She just it, things just keep happening so negative. Lost her got friend. Carmella. She does got Carmela, but you know, Car- it's up. It's up over there. Like that's my homie. That's my friend. But everything's up over there for her. At least that's how I look. Mm. And everything is down over here. So it's rough. It's really rough that's for true. me. You know. So you could easily see her getting into some depression type. Shit. Yeah, man. Which I'm glad they didn't show us, man. I'm, yeah. I, I would have been out. I know you would have been out. Nothing. Nothing with feelings with this yeah. guy. He's you definitely oh, Jerry Seinfeld I don't over here. See none of that shit. No crying, no tears, no hugs. Hey, hey. Ew. Oh, tears? Get that shit away from me. Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm allergic to tears. Like Tony with Ralph's shoes. Like Bro, like like tears. Like <laughs> this shit. What is what is this shit? <laughs> you stupid. Straight up. <laughs> uh, uh, anything uh, else you want y'all want to add to that scene before we go to the next one? Rowing off on that nigga, man. And she did. She did. It, it was oh, black woman. It was kind of black woman. I, I knew you was going to do that, deep. Man. This was just, deep in Just a city. little bit of... <laughs> man, I, I knew you was going to do that, bro. I knew you was going to do that, man. Okay, do am that. I wrong? Or <laughs> I'm wrong at that? They going to get at you, man. I'm telling you. I'm I wasn't going to go there, but since you went I'm there, I'll let you have it. I mean, what was that? Because I see the future. You see the future? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I see it every time, man. So, so her, her snapping and getting back and getting at him like, like that because he was out of pocket. I'm wrong for saying that's definitely feel black womanish. I'm not yeah, saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're right. What I'm saying is you gonna hear. I'm not gonna, I'm okay. not gonna single out. I'm not gonna single out our sisters and say they the only one. Act like I that. didn't say Ask they was the only clear one. Clear example. This is a clear. Don't don't make them the example for it though. Okay, here. Ro is an Italian American woman, and she's letting you know that other women do that too. Okay, let me make it clear. Since it's like in passing, I'm always misunderstood. So let me make it clear. I'm a black man. I've grew up mostly around black people. I've I've lived in neighborhoods. Not going the right. You're not going down the right route, Ro. Look at you. Look at him. Not let. Leave it alone. Don't go down this road. No, I'm not alone. My experience, is, my road, experience though. is mostly with black people. So I, my reference point is always going to be black. I can't talk about what I don't know. I don't know much about other ethnicities and races. I only know mine. So when I'm talking about Roe and her doing that, I'm not saying, oh, only black women doing that. It reminds you of it, people that you know. Yes. That's what you should say. No. It reminds no, me of people I'm not that, that I know. Nah, lean into don't it. Don't blanket it and say it with no, please. Nah, don't. bro. Lean don't, into don't it. Don't lean nah. into Why? Nah. Why, why, why not? That? What where where is it wrong because to say this is my experience? It's, dis, it's disrespectful right. to black women. It's disrespectful to black women. In the sense of you're saying that they set the standard for this type of behavior. When no, not what Ro, I'm saying. Roe wrote, well, it sounds like that's what you're saying. I'm not saying that that's, that's what you're saying. That's how it's gonna come off. That's why I said that's why I said before you to understand. Yeah, I just want you to understand, like not being you and hearing it from the outside. A black woman may misinterpret that and you and think that you're saying black women set the standard for this and all other women are acting like that. This is just something that happens amongst women. Mm -hmm. Don't specify it and say black women because they're clearly giving us an example that this happens in every race. 
Yeah, well, it's, it's not. It's not your character. It's not your character at all. I, we we know better than that. I ain't tripping. I I I'm married to a black woman. I have a black daughter, so I I don't never. Right. No, I, no, no, no. It, it, I got black friends. I, I'm not. Yeah, really I, mean, I, I, I voted for Obama. <laughs> I never forget. I, I it's just funny because you just know, and that's just that's 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 what we're conditioned to now in in mm-hmm. today's day and time. You're conditioned to know when I hear certain things. It's not that I, I know that the reaction to this is going to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget when Drea said, or, or, I, 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 forget, I don't know that chick name, Andrea, the one video chick, when she said something about Meg and being shot and she like, you know, it was kind of attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on that Wine and Weed podcast and Van Latham was yep. on there too. And he said, yep. you're about to go viral. That's exactly what he said. You're about to go yep. viral. He didn't make a comment about her, her perspective. He mm-hmm. just knew that comment is going to like rile people up. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure when black women hear that term, Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna rile. It's no different than men when they say black people are thugs and the same shit we joke about, laugh about in the Sopranos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tony said about like, damn, we more than that. Like just last week, Mo, you were just saying, all right, man, that's enough. Like, mm-hmm. That's how that's how they're gonna view it, and it's just one yep. of those things where as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, here it yeah. go. I just say follow follow me through the whole series. Like if if I'm keeping that energy every episode, I'm doing that. Then tag and challenge me on it but if y'all listen through line the all of our own storylines in good earners of reviewing this then you're tracking like oh, okay this is where it's hard is so it's like i understand giving context and explaining but i'm a person like i've always overly explained so i find myself not explaining as much no more i just like either you know or you don't know like if you know me you understand if you got questions ask me if not i don't i just don't explain like i used to i used to over explain everything i don't do that no more so I, I know what y'all saying, and I get that. And shouts out to the black women. Shouts out to y'all. My, but, my response is more of another week in the books conversation versus a good earner. So I'm gonna let us keep rolling. Okay. Uh, I definitely need to revisit that though. I love to hear that. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> come back to it. Make sure. sure that we put that in the notes one week for this. <laughs> uh, we get Tony Hesh, and we meet an essential character in the Soprano lure, Pyomai, and. <laughs> Pretty much we get this back and forth. Now we've brought the uh, Spanish gentleman. Is that safe to say Spanish? Spanish-American from Spain. <laughs> of the, more hilarious, bro. <laughs> like, bro I, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, this gentleman, he... he <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you know what's funny, Mo? Hey, what? you know what's real funny? What? When, you listen, when you listen to the Culture Guard episode that drops tomorrow, whenever you listen to it, I had a moment like this in the episode. Oh yeah, like, man. I don't, I don't know if this is fucked up or not. <laughs> I started doing something. You, you know, I'm in my own. I'm in my own. No, 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 no. This is culture. Culture garden. Garden. Okay. Garden okay. Yeah. You know, I'd be in my room. own. Like you know, that's but. Um, I mean, again, it's just again. I I don't. I don't really want to react, so I'm about to go through some of these scenes, and I'll jump in and out because I I just don't care about this at this point. We bring Hesh in. Nobody cares about what he has to say. Like we, so we get kind of the Jewish uh, perspective, and we get like the Spanish perspective here as well, and tying it all back into this big old racial thing about Columbus Day. Yeah, is there anything I want to add to this stable scene? I mean, it depends on how deep you want to. Like that, there, that there, there's a lot here. And I agree with you, Mo, in the sense of some of it you can just leave alone because you don't want to come off as anti-Semitic or just be judged on how you view this scene and people taking a larger mm-hmm. viewpoint from it. 
Uh, what I will say is this is I, I like this scene. This is one of my favorite scenes in The Sopranos because this is when Hesh Hesh always comes. It's like, oh, I know everything. I got all mm -hmm. it figured out. And when somebody was challenging him, he's like, oh, now you want to fight. Like mm -hmm. now you're a tough guy. Yeah. Now you want to take it where to where like Tony and and you you look down on them as a you look down on them and and think that you're better than them because you don't go to those resorts. But as soon as someone challenges your perspective, you do the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's what I will say. I think both of them had good points. I think Hesh was overly sensitive in, in, in this situation, but that's just like me saying, or someone saying a black guy being called a nigga or a colored person, as we talked to earlier, saying that they were overly sensitive as far as how someone laid with them. So mm. it's a deep scene. It, it, it's a really deep scene, but there's way too much repercussion that would come from this scene if we say the wrong things than I would like. So mm -hmm. we can continue to move <laughs> to the next scenes, is what I'll say. Mm -hmm. What say you, Rich? Um, Anything? No, nah, very well said. From the Sopranos world perspective, um, and that's once again, to Spike's point, that's another reason why this is such a power. It, it has the potential to be such a powerful scene that if you don't use it, like use it for the real conversation. But mm. in the world of Sopranos, shows you a couple things. A Tony's reaching out for favors because Sill asked for the leadership. They said that we need your leadership on this. So we kind of get into that. Um, and then also expanding upon what I said earlier, just how everybody has different perspectives on their heritage. Um, and they're just showing different lights. Who's comparison? Dave Chappelle once made a joke about um, getting in comparisons with people about who was oppressed the more. And that's kind of what we see here mm -hmm. in this scene. And just kind of like, all right, man, everybody, they're just driving the point home. They're just driving it home once again. But it was it had the potential. They just fumbled it. Yeah. And, of course, Pile Mom, man. That's a real important Yeah, thing. that's definitely. That's the most important the, thing about this. From thing. the Sopranos perspective, that's the mm -hmm. most important thing. Yeah, and that's what Ralph's we do in this podcast, too, that's the most important thing. Yeah, and it's Ralph's horse, so that's a part of it as well. But uh, mm -hmm. we go to Bobby's house, Junior calls to see if uh, Bobby will be picking him up tomorrow for court. And uh, Carmella just clues me like, bro, definitely need you. Definitely need to uh, go ahead and you know get that set, get that fixed or whatever. Get somebody else to pick you up, basically. Um, and that's kind of it for me as far as that the women start stepping up and going into rotation about. Uh, who's going to look out for Bobby in the mills and everything. This must be like kind of a cultural thing or whatnot. Um, so I think it's, one it's, thing I would say just to end. She was me, doing a little too much right here. She was. Flo was doing a little bit. Yeah, like you, you, you're doing too much. You, you, you're you letting your feelings for me as Carmelo Soprano and what you think that I tried to do to Tony and being Junior Soprano like that. You... There's no place for you to be like, oh, well, let him figure it out. This this is above your pay grade. Mm -hmm. And I really wish that someone was there to be able to tell her that. There wasn't grieving like Bobby. There wasn't in a state that we see Junior in. I really did not like how Carmella handled this. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't her place. But she, but she, but she wasn't, wasn't wrong. wrong, right? Yeah, I about to say she wasn't I, wrong. I, I, don't, I don't think that she was wrong. However, there is this overarching hierarchy of mm -hmm. his mob business and his family business. This shit got something 
totally different to do with, than what you're mad about. Mm-hmm. I get it. Put somebody else on the phone who I can get through to. You mad at me. It's cool. I get that. We ain't got to be the best of friends. But I have another conversation that needs to be had about another type of business. Like this ain't got nothing to do with the grieving or your family. Like, this doesn't have anything to do with that. This has to do with the overarching business that, that looms over everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Don't hang up in my face like that. That I, I, This really bothered me in the sense of and doing a cross reference again, like uh, this was a Skylar White type move. Like, mm-hmm. bitch, don't hang up in my face. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure this shit out. Like, I got to, I have to go to federal court tomorrow and fight for my, my life. And I'm just trying to figure out how I get there because this is the way we do things all the time. Yeah, I get that someone died. I get that there's bigger things at play right now. However, you don't have the authority to hang up in my face, bro. Mm-hmm. That would have pissed me all the way off. That's interesting. I I I agree. It's, this is one of those weird moments where you have to take yourself in the way you think and the way you handle situations. Because I think it's fair to say mm-hmm. all three of us, if we had an arrangement like this, if somebody you know dealt with a tragedy, we would all say, hey, take as much time as you need. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Love and support, praying for you. I'll figure everything else out until you bounce back. That's how we would handle it. But yeah. in the world, like Spike just said, I'm Junior Soprano. I'm say, this ain't a podcast, though. It's like, it's yeah. like I'm in the feds. Like, I'm, I'm literally in court fighting for my life. Like, I need to figure this shit out. I can't not go to court. You know what I mean? I can't not. And I can't drive. drive. Yeah, yeah, like, and, this is real. And, and, and ain't no reasoning. Ubers, bro. Like I can't, I can't wait till to nine o'clock tomorrow to figure this shit out. Yeah, as his reasoning, Murph goes to bed early. I really need to figure this out. If he's not this, because Junior wasn't even saying I need him. He said I just need to know Facts. if he is or not. I just need to know where he at. I just need to know what he got going on, bro. Maybe he just need to stay busy. I don't know. I just wanted to double I, check. So I, I respect Junior's position right here more so than Carmella's. Mm-hmm. It's like you're. Carmella is speaking from an emotional standpoint, like how could you during this time? But Junior is speaking from a business standpoint, which overarchs all. Like, bro, like I get, I get it. We got our little personal thing, but I need to get this figured out. It, 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 it kind of is a call back to Tony's quote earlier. We're running a business here. Um, yep. But the, I guess the perfect way to wrap it up is from a Sopranos perspective, I completely understand Junior. From a human being perspective, I understand Carmella. Yeah, that's a good point. Great, great. And he, Bobby just got promoted too, by the way. You know. Yeah, and so. you, and you, my number two now. Yeah, right. You're the person that I depend on for this stuff. Mm-hmm. First of all, like, I don't even really, I, I really don't even want Carmela answering your phone when I'm trying to get in touch with you, bro. If I'm being 100 percent honest with you. Right. But but yeah, it, yeah. Uh, people like that, man. Yeah, people like, like, like that in the world. Like, look, the shit keep moving. Not, yeah, yeah, like, bro. You know I'm sorry exactly. for your loss, bro, but we got shit to do. <laughs> There's people like that. No, no, it is. I mean, bigger, and, and this shit bigger than Nino Brown, bro. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Come yeah, on, that part. Nigga. That part. Um, I think I think Spike then turned into Rich today. He got all the references. <laughs> hey, man, yeah, man. He got all the you know he got the he got the references. Man, it's still, it's still lock right it's now. Still Riffers Rich. It's still uh, Riffers Riffers Rich. Rich. Yeah, for sure. Riffers Rich. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Why she gonna come back next next week with a bunch of references on your head top? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, they just naturally flow, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm right, trying to move this thing a little bit. 
uh, along. Uh, Ralph and Janice. Uh, Ralph is excited that he he's yelling in the street, Stella. <laughs> he's excited that uh, you know it's clear, and he he broke it off with Roe, and it's clear that Janice is kind of taking in what her therapist has said to her. Uh, but it seems that he starts to kind of put the moves on her a little bit, kiss her here, kiss her there, and she kind of goes for it at that moment. And um, that's kind of it at that that moment. Then she goes back to that goes back to the dirty talk again. But it, it's sick, like him going at her, like how he does his posture is. It's something. He has a, a definitely an interesting posture, being the aggressor, and then kind of, anyways. Uh, anything y'all want to add to that scene, bro? That's, you, you, you crazy, bro. <laughs> I, I That's need, insane. It's just the interesting way you go just from aggressor to, to is nuts. Well, I'm, I'm, to what I'm bent over. No, no, not that. I'm, I'm alluding to. You're like, <laughs> yo. There's a lot of steps. I mean, sheesh. I'm, I'm alluding to like you come in like this supposed to be like well, masculine. Well, let me ask you this: since you went, yeah. since you went there. Do you think that that's part of the thing that turns her off about Ralph and makes her open her eyes more to other people? Because it was just like, oh, this is it's this weird sexual kink that he got, and I'm willing to do it better than Roe. However, there's someone out there that has a lot more to offer, and I see that because of what the therapist told me, and now I'm focused on that. You think that's what she was with it? Well, she was just like, I, I, I just really didn't want this to be that much, and he doing too much. No, I think I think the the, the first what you said, like once the therapist okay. brought it to her attention, I think gotcha. uh, she's having a so to speak post nut clarity. You know what I mean? Like this gotcha, is gotcha, gotcha. what's happening in real time for her. It was like, like like what she's about to do to Ralph. Thank you that they didn't shoot another scene, but like what she's about to do with Ralph again here. This is where she's, I feel like, internally going to be really disgusted looking like, what am I doing? Like, this is crazy right here. You know, That's so. And it, and it, no you know, kink shaming on good earners, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> look at these guys. Look how they do you, man. Man, uh, however people get off, y'all y'all free to get off. In hey, man, for $3,000, I'll tell you some things. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh. It's a relax. It's a reference to Janice. It's a reference to Janice uh, when she talks to Tony uh, later in the series. Yeah, you know, I get it. <laughs> um, what type of animal? That shit, right. was, well, that shit was wild. Man. I yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that uh, everybody's been in the position, Janice. Whoa, that sounds crazy, too. Uh <laughs> Everybody, in the position everybody can understand the mindset that she has when you know you when you, yeah. Yeah. When you know it's time to detach Ooh, from something yeah. that's holding you back. Um, but you still this all sounds bad, bad, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah detach. Yeah. All of this is bad. Let's go next scene. Next Thank scene. You. Next scene. All right. I'm sorry, bro. Nothing is. All right. Uh, we next go. Scene, My bad, bro. Not to step on your point, but it just everything yeah, yeah, was kind of. Yeah. Nah, he was uh, right, man. <laughs> Tony. She was getting worse. Yeah, Tony. Boy, that's like a black woman take. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Look at him. Look at <laughs> see how he did. This guy's good, boy. That boy that good. good. That was good. That was, boy, that he was been doing podcast, this. Yeah, been in this thing for a while. That's what that yeah. was. Uh, that, was that was crazy. Like, he hit, hit me with the reverse. It. That was great, man. Yeah, that's the reverse guys, finish. Guys, another week in the books so we can address that. What Rich said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tune in. couple of weeks, We'll man. get a little bit more into Sometime that. Sometime after the holidays. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
But uh, I'm trying to move this thing along uh, the show. Tony, Seal, and Marty, they're, they're having a conversation about this whole thing again and the casino bill, and then they're introduced to this guy named Doug. <sighs> and Doug finds out that he says he has a small percentage of, you know, basically uh, indigenous is that the fair way to say indigenous blood or Indian blood? Nate, I, think uh, that, I think they use Native American. Or Native, Native American. Blood. So he has some Native American roots. Indigenous, bro. Yeah, this is, yeah. Okay. Uh, in him. And, and Tony makes his jokes like, how convenient of, you know, you just found that out. And I just thought it was funny because black people, I mean, okay, let me be more specific. The black people I've been around, it was always a thing where we say, oh, you know, you got Indian in them. Like, we've always said that because of hair and things of that nature. So I just thought it was a funny thing. Like, oh, how convenient all of a sudden now you have that in you or not. So, um, but I don't really have nothing else to add to this scene pretty much. Yeah, let's, uh, see. let's keep going. Okay. Let's keep going. We go to Satrials. Um, well, before we go to Saxon, I'm sorry, Janice and Bobby. Janice goes over there, find out that they've been neighbors this whole time, and uh, he's having a moment. She she didn't cook the food, but she brings over KFC. Bobby's crying uh, again. Steve Sharippa ripping it right here, killing it. Uh, and this is where Janice really was moved by. We go to Saxon's, uh, gets the phone call. Doug couldn't he couldn't sell it basically, but he told him y'all can come out to my casino anytime. Uh, the boys go to the casino and I'll, I'll stop right there and then we'll pick up the last three scenes. Anything I get from those sequences between Janice and Bobby, the Satrials phone call or um, real quick as I mentioned earlier Tony to sit down as uh, Silvio's mm-hmm. Tony's trying to act, he's still, this is all Sil's thing. It's just important to keep mentioning this is still thing. I'm sitting down. I could be doing something else with this time, but I'm meeting with this dude for that. Um, going to the phone call that he didn't give a fuck about hitting up red clay, getting he probably didn't even press the issue. Mm-hmm. You know, he called him, asked him, Oh, you can't do it. All right, cool. I'm gonna call him. He rolling dice when he giving the call, man. Sorry, man, I can't do it. But matter of fact, I got something for you. Fully comp weekend, whoever you want to bring. Mm. This is my way of making it up to you. Knowing that he had to play, man. He's he he was smart, man. He genius. Oh, yeah, he was good. good. He knew how to play the game. Yeah. So it's just Tony, it's, it's just like I said, we in the last 20 minutes, we just see the snowball of Tony getting wrapped up in somebody else's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also that good representation of I can't be, I can't not try to look out for my people. Yeah. Saying I owe this, but I don't really give a fuck about it. And there's a lot of people who feel that way. Well, uh, and last, okay, and lastly, I'm just gonna put tidies all together. Uh, pretty much, they, they like I said, the boys. There's a therapy scene with Janice. Basically, the, the therapist says that you know you're worthy, and you should you know go after Bobby, so to speak. And so she goes out. Uh, so we get the Melfi scene where they see the news. Janice breaks up with Ralph. He tells him to get out. Broke broke up with him because of his shoes, and Tony. And this is the scene we'll probably talk about. Tony and Silvio have the conversation, and pretty much it it, it turns into a whole nother play from going to the casino. And Tony knew what was up, and he goes off on Sil. What did y'all want to say about that scene? Because I know that was probably like the maybe even arguably the best scene of the episode. Oh, it definitely was. Um, for one, real quick, I love the imagery of. Ralph coming in with his bag, bringing his baggage. Oh. 
You know what I mean? Literally yeah. bringing his baggage to Janice's crib and that look on her face like, I can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. I've got to shred all <laughs> to be the best version of myself. I need to shed myself with all, of this. all this shit. Yeah. And I just learned. Um, I think we knew that they I, were neighbors because remember, I just I was around at Bacala's, wanted to check in. How is he fat? Uh, yep. uh. <laughs> so I think that I love the imagery of that. Like I said, when it comes to the actuals, and Tony said a wild joke. <laughs> uh, oh, man, that was wild. But I love the scene with Sil and Tony, man. I the love last scene Tony in the car? With all Absolutely. of them? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. You think I this thing in the country was free, don't you? Exactly. And it's because Tony is, he's taking the high road for me. He's not even mentioning it. He's, he's, he's agitated. He's irritated. You can see that visibly. Quiet car ride and all that shit. But I'm really trying to be cool, but you keep pressing the issue. And now, like, I got to go off on you because your bullshit and you don't even oh, you don't yes. even care like this. You're talking about I should have been there. You out in the country spending money because that's who you that's that's who you are. That's what you really care yes. about. Stop using yes. this shit to be convenient. Like, oh, I'm Italian American today, but I'm this. No, nigga, you don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Mm-hmm. You just hate the fact that it's like I always say, man. When kids have a toy. Another kid come over and want to play with the toy. They don't care about that toy. They went. They probably ain't played with it in years or months. But now that somebody else got it, I got to step up and say, nah, that's mine. It's a possession thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I got to gatekeep my heritage because we're getting discriminated against. Mm-hmm. I really believe this bullshit. And Tony's just like, man, fuck that. You, you because you, you, mm-hmm. not because of your last name, not because of where your parents from. Get rid of all this bullshit, bro. We, we are fucking criminals. <laughs> Get off your fucking high horse, my nigga. Thanks, man. And the fact that all this plan, is happening, bro, it's costing me time and money. I'm already pissed off that somebody's leaked something. Now we got to call in a fucking favor. And you calling in a favor, man. Get the fuck out of here. You got me on some bullshit. And just the way it all built up. And Tony was like, man, get the... And nobody else understood what he was saying. Mm-hmm. He brought up Gary Cooper again. Chris talking about something. What the Gary. fuck happened to Gary Cooper? Mm-hmm. Like, what the all fuck happened to him in the sense of, bro, we realized who we were and what we, what our objective was. In some kind of way, y'all niggas thought because y'all had this power, because we're in these positions that you could leverage it more so than you can mm-hmm. me as the boss in this car i'm telling y'all niggas y'all don't have the ability to, to leverage this power this way mm-hmm. i felt like this 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 scene was amazing in the sense of there was not like there wasn't any uh facial close-ups to tony there wasn't a lot of things that made us understand it why he blew up at the end like he did but they're also were subtle clues as to like bro even like i said going back to carmilla coming down the steps and him seeing that shit on the tv screen him having to call the the, the councilman on the phone and, and and ask these favors of niggas who was like oh well yeah man i've been donating to the italian whatever commission for it. bro none of this shit matters in the grand scheme of what we do Mm-hmm. And y'all niggas have gotten it confused and thinking that y'all are activists versus criminals. This scene was amazing in that sense of him letting them know, like, bro, like, let's not get it confused on what our objective here is. Mm-hmm. It's fake, fake, passionate, bro. Stop, stop with the fake, yeah, like, bro, stop on. with the fake, passionate, bro. Stop you care, bullshit, you care zero. Man. Stop like. all that black power shit you married to a white woman, dude. Exactly. I don't want to hear that shit. What was that? No, <laughs> what was that, Spike? Can you say that live for the people in the back, bro? 
Uh, <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> another another week, boy. You talk about promo, boy. We promo <laughs> another week of the books. Crazy on this episode. But but, but you know what? But you know what? That's what? the. This episode, it's the episode four. It is episode four. You're right. Y'all right. It makes the most sense. We didn't, we didn't walk into this planet to make all these references. Yeah. But when you look at this episode and we talk about it being a one-off, they intentionally dug into this conversation. Yep. And we can we further those conversations on another week in the books. That's it. Uh, But before we get at the end of our show of good earners, we can't leave without our ranking system. So first and foremost, Spike Lou. How do you rank this episode? This episode is just another envelope. It doesn't progress the story in any way. There was nothing that happened really other than Bobby's wife dying that progresses the timeline and what we see for the rest of this season. So hmm. I would say it's just another envelope. Rich. Just another envelope. For sure. For sure. Same. It's I mean it's just easy, easy. Uh just another envelope. Are we three episodes in of just another envelope? Nah, I, I, I was made last week. Oh, you were made, made last, last week. week. You got the Yo. sheet right there, Mo? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I'm three episodes Four in episodes, just another envelope, man. bro. Do I have me too? Do I you are. Episode one, you nah, you said last episode. You said that was a good earning. Okay. I'm three episodes in just another envelope, bro. That's not a good sign. I remember season four differently. Uh-oh. Well, I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you that's going to Strong finish, though. Strong okay. finish. I, I, I guarantee you. Next episode, I guarantee you. It will not be just another episode. I, I know that won't. I know that won't. I, I, yeah, yeah, I guarantee the next yeah, episode. Your streak, your streak I'm going to watch that tonight. Four. Yeah, I think Same. I'm going to watch that tonight. As soon as we, <laughs> as soon as we end, recording. I'm watching that. I might watch soon as, <laughs> soon as we end, I'm watching that. Okay. Yeah. Spike Blue, who gets the good earner chain for, for this episode, man? You know what? I'm going with Seal's wife. Oh, Gab. Okay. Not only in the Gab, not only in the sense of she was defending Carmella, but she was defending her own honor. Like, how dare you, as the the, the sleazy priest who I know because I fuck with Carmella, try to sleep with her, bring this lady in here to talk down on us, the people who provide your parish with the most money? How dare you? Hmm. And her taking that stance, going into his office, making the speech. I like that. She's standing on business, as the kids say. Okay. Rich, who gets a good earning chain from you? Dale Red Clay. All right. That, that, <laughs> that's, that's a good, good earning chain, man. Um, it was really him, between him and, uh, uh, what's my man's name? Doug. That set up everything, Doug. Yeah. But Doug just got a, he had a sweet look. But Dale Red Clay, for real, because he was actually standing up for some serious shit, some oppression. Um, and everything that he wanted to get done was done. They tried to, to strong arm him. He didn't care nothing about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sill ended up losing at the end of the day. There was nothing they could get accomplished. So his resolve, the fact that he stood up for what he wanted to stand up for, mm-hmm. gotta give that to him. Because we don't really see the Sopranos lose. Yeah. I see you know your one. We don't see them lose too often and not get their way. No, you're right. This and I see your one dollar and raise you two. I'm going the indigenous mm-hmm. people. Okay. They, 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 they looked like the mob out there. They was, they was handling business out there on them streets. They hung up the Christopher Columbus uh, uh, pinata and they was getting to it. So the, the indigenous people, I, uh, I, I give them the good on the chain for this episode. Uh, Spike, who gets the broken balls award? Oh, I'm going to go with Spike. Yeah, 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 I'm going to go with Sp
Uh, the Broken Balls Awards goes to Ro, man. Ro put up with all that bullshit from Ralph. All the things that she thought she had, she had a good, a good stand-up guy in her yeah. corner, and he's yeah. just a piece of shit. Man. I'm gonna go on. All right, Rich, who gets the Broken Balls from you? It's heartbreaking, man. It's really we have seen a lot of deaths recently in Sopranos. Uh, but this is one of those that makes you have an emotional tug. Like you really I genuinely feel bad for Bobby, like Bobby's a real person. You know what I mean? You see mm-hmm. how much he loves her, you know the weight that he deals with. <laughs> ah, the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what he's dealing with in regards to the, weight the last crazy. conversation. <laughs> You know, the last conversation, him driving past the accident and all that stuff, and that's all. It's, that's just rough. And we're just, you know, he's just now coming into his own mm-hmm. in this world. So to have something like that, like you said earlier, it was his dad on top of it. Just a tough blow for Bobby. Absolutely. Uh, on the flip side of the other side of the coin, I'm going with the mob rioters. Uh, you know, Georgie got worked by the police. <laughs> uh, little Paulie got You're hit Asian with the chaos, bro. Oh my gosh. Hey, anyways, but uh, and then Artie getting hit with a slushy. Uh, Patsy getting slapped by Tony later on. Who's <laughs> like all of them? Like, they definitely get the, they, the mob riders is the broken balls for me. And lastly, Spike Lou, what's your favorite moment of this episode? Oh, ooh, man. Damn. I guess it was the scene with um janice realizing that bobby was her mark it wasn't ralph wasn't richie she was taking the wrong approach if she wanted to make her mark in this mafia game and not be a disturbance to her husband bobby bacalar is the guy her getting eyes for him and realizing that that's that's the road that she needs to go on i think was my favorite in the sense of knowing how the rest of the series plays. Mm. Okay. That's a good pick. Rick. Final scene for me. Final scene for me. Tommy in the car is coming off on the I'm kind of putting him in this place to let you know what Tommy is. Like, get off, like I said, get off your high horse. Just self-righteous shit. You don't care about none of it. And now you got me in it. Now you drag me into your bullshit. Now he wants to call. We didn't even mention the fact that, uh, who was it he wanted? Um, uh, who was the singer that he wanted to do the residency for a week? Um, actor in real life. Wait, who? Uh, who was this? The whole reason that Tony was mad. Um, oh, the, the dude that's being in the, the Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he ended up being in the Sopranos. Uh, hold on, man. My bad. This is. No, you good. No, that's good. No, you good. Uh, I just Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley, man. You know, he played in Greece. He's yeah. in Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And he in real life had always whispers about him being friends with New Jersey Mob. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they actually put him, like use him as a reference, then him later on being in the show, I thought that was funny. But the fact that Tony was like, man, I gotta now I gotta call somebody and say like I ain't talking to him, I don't give a fuck. You finna talk to him. And just the way the episode ended, man. Just the way he Silman had his one last speech. And he was like, we got to tiptoe around this and that, which is something people feel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, especially in today's day and age when we've seen teams that we've grown up with, mascots be removed because of them being offensive mm-hmm. and still bringing that up and Tony just ending it with the great line line. Well, you take that up with Frankie when you call. I don't give a fuck. End this yeah. conversation. <laughs> That yeah, shit ain't got nothing to do with me, nigga. All that, that was beautiful. I love, I love turned up. That's, be, that's yeah, below too. my pay grade. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, we need to put that on the shirt right there. Put that on somewhere. Turned up, Tony. Tony. Yeah, that's definitely a good earner. Yeah, put that somewhere, bro. Uh, mine's lastly, Tony slapping Patsy. Like, <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Patsy, we've never been established that Tony or Patsy we're not that far off from like I put the grief behind me. All of the like you're slapping me it's like i've never known you to get physical with me he got the right to but it's so weird that it's like we ain't even like tight like that bro you slapping chris or slapping paulie i can see that you slapping patsy like it's crazy yeah. uh but yeah so that's definitely my favorite scene um but this is another episode of good earners we thank y'all for tuning in we appreciate y'all as we uh talked about all episode we got uh, other podcasts that we do and i will have those in the description um Go subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go watch us on YouTube. Y'all want to see the visual? Subscribe there. Leave your comments, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. And remember, don't forget about it.